to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front, our movie this week. Well, we can't really apologize for it because it's... Oh, we can't, I will. We can't really... <laughs> We can't really congratulate ourselves for doing it. It's, it's Armageddon. Yeah, Guys, baby. we're doing Armageddon. That's and right. I, I don't really Damn know right what we're doing Armageddon. <sighs> Go ahead and pop in your DVD or your blurry. Press play and then press pause. Just fucking as soon as you can after the Jerry Bruckheimer logo disappears. Like, nothing in this in the beginning of this movie fades to black. It's just cut, cut, cut. Even the sound has lens flares. Michael Bay doesn't fade to black. <laughs> it takes too much fucking time, man. That's right. you got to get to the robots or the Ewan McGregor or the Steve Buscemi in basically any movie. Bruckheimer fades to disappears. Press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point, I'll press play on my remote. You press play at home. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. At which point, you can listen to our commentary, and it will be like any other. Except, of course, this time with four friends in your head. And these friends in your head this week, which is sort of an intrusive thing to do, I think. It's kind of disgusting that we just sort of jump in. It's nice in here. It's like head rape. Okay. Did you have the place painted? Okay. <laughs> this is cool. Uh, head rapist number one, my, myself, as always, T. Christie. Uh, my friend, head rapist number two, Brian William Venator. Greetings. Uh, rapist number three, Jake Lloyd. I don't think you're as funny as you think you are. <laughs> that welcome, was hilarious. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and Trey, the amazing Stokes. I, I've used this one in another commentary, but now I get to say it appropriately. I've asked you repeatedly to call me dad. Yeah, there it is from this movie. Creepy. I was telling them before, before we started recording, we have this conversation, and I, I haven't figured out a new gem of enlightenment, so I'll go with this. I probably should ironically love Independence Day, but I just unironically love it. And I think it's because Independence Day did the irony part for me. Uh, something like that for Armageddon. I love it. I think it's my... What Brian has the core, I have Armageddon. <laughs> Although, at the, it's it's bad. It's not a good movie. I mean, it is a good movie. I don't, it plays like paint by numbers. And it has prettiness and Aerosmith. And fucking, there it is. Yeah. I... I don't know what to complain about. I think the movie doesn't care. <laughs> the movie doesn't care what you think of it. I know. That's a Michael Bay this thing. This is the Gene Hackman of movies. It doesn't ask you to like it. It just exists. I, I really do, I look forward to this commentary because I want to find out how I feel about Armageddon because I think I like it, but I don't really know. I think that any movie with Morgan Freeman as the president really is... You're thinking of uh, the other one. Wait, no. There were two That's movies the... this year. With uh, with with asteroid hits. Thanks for that. Yeah, one much welcome. better than this one. <laughs> oh, we should have done Deep Impact. <laughs> That's right. Turn there, off this commentary. There's now. a double feature. Brian William Fenneter. Armageddon. You went to it's fucking. You're, you have a so degree in aeronautics. Stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You think it's stupid, but you have friends that work at NASA. Make those work. They think it's stupid too. Oh, I. And I, I can't justify... Even though it's such a shining endorsement of our space program yeah, and its amazing dude. abilities to... You know what? This is like the top gun of space shuttles. Honestly, yeah. I can't justify why I find the core fun, even though it's stupid, and why this one just bothers me. I was going to say, no, you, right. you clearly can't justify that. I, I can't justify the difference between the two. Uh, maybe we'll figure that out through the... But this one just is so stu- so moronic, and it bothers me so deeply. So uh, you're saying you couldn't spend your life in the sweet surrender? Saying that you couldn't <laughs> stay lost in this moment forever, is that what you, you're saying? Are you saying that Jake, Jake where every is looking moment at his <laughs> iPhone, he looked up <laughs> he's the lyrics. Totally re- to do reading that. the lyrics. He's literally busted. Lyrics. Jake, uh, how do you feel about Armageddon? I re- okay, I saw it. This is how I feel about Armageddon. I remember seeing it like when it first came out, and I was like, oh yeah, that was a movie with stuff. It was cool, and it was like the very first like really good special effecty destroying the city kind of movie. And I dug it. I didn't really like grab onto it like everybody else. Like oh, this is an amazing movie. 
And I was like, all right, it is. It, it was what it was, okay? And then I was like, all right, it was all right. And then I remember going to Universal Studios uh, in Florida, I think, and seeing the the ship thing that they land on the crater with. What was that thing Oh, called? that big rover? The, the armadillo. Space sh- oh, the, the armadillo. armadillo. There. Oh. I remember seeing the armadillo purpose, person and being like, oh my God, this armadillo from that movie. That was so awesome. And then I remember like that made me like the movie for some reason because I saw the thing in person. And then I was like, wow, you weren't wait, wait, easy. Wait, 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 wait. And then I was like, I got to watch this movie again because I forgot how awesome it was. And then I went back and watched it and I was like, oh, it was that. It was it was that. And then I had that. the exact same feeling that I had when I first saw it. I was like, oh, it was a cool movie. The armadillo looks like the Batmobile. I was totally apathetic when this movie came out. I was more excited about like. Um, 98 yeah anything really to be honest with you <laughs> I mean more excited about the Clinton administration a- anything I, w- I mean <laughs> I will say that about the upcoming this, midterm election this, okay. this movie only nerds care about politics uh, this movie came out at the peak of like you know uh being into chicks, I guess, you know what I mean, right? For a lot of <laughs> the, us. The peak? Okay. So not so much now? No, who cares? I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> okay. Dude, I'm certainly past my prime. That was 10 years ago. Okay. We, we yeah. peak at, men peak at like what, 22, 23? All I no, need now like is 19 or something. All I need yeah. now is a chick to cuddle with. Anyways. In my okay. experience, it's oh. 19. <laughs> but anyways, so I do remember being wildly appealed by Liv Tyler, like in the fact that you could see her bra or some shit. Like right. that was oh, like, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that was like a yeah. big deal. That was, that was good. That, that was like a big deal. Other than that, I'm just so apathetic about this movie. Do you feel about... So are you saying that Liv Tyler has become less attractive to you over yes. the course of these last yeah, these yeah, last yeah, few yeah. years? Yeah, I, mean, I know we were talking about this before, and I, I saw her at uh, at Comic Con recently, and it looked and it was there was a panel for um, Be Supers. Nice. Be nice, Super, which looks awesome by the way. I know we're not doing anything about that movie right now, but Super looks like it's going to be amazing. So I saw the Super panel, and she's up there with like all of these amazing actors, and she's sitting directly next to Nathan Fillion, and the only th- and and Michael Rooker, who Ooh, the they're only, hot. The only thing I could imagine was that the two of them punched her in the face repeatedly <laughs> before they came out in the nice. panel and that's why she looks the way she did she was also sitting next to ellen page who's a, a oh, goddess wow. yeah. so maybe that was one of the reasons why she looked so horrible she got yeah. she got rolled under a bus at she Comic-Con. looked ellen, ellen page she is like looked 12 like someone hit her in the face with a baseball bat trey armageddon <laughs> yeah on that note um well this is a weird one because i was inclined to hate this movie before it came out because this is a, a disney movie um released as touchdown which is their grown-up label but and uh, and deep impact had a black president so exactly. clearly so there you were, go. like clearly i was that was yeah they're both ridiculous but um the yeah i was doing um talking about good movies is a movie we'll get to never is uh, my favorite martian which i was doing at disney at the time so so this movie was in production at the same time. So one of the things was, oh, my God, have you gotten to the Armageddon set, which was a big thing. The asteroid set was a big thing, and uh, everyone wanted to try and sneak onto that set, and I never got to. Um, There's another thing. Uh, so is it, So are you bitter? Is that why you don't I'm like I'm totally it? bitter. Oh, and there was okay. also the, there's also the famous, and I'll, I'll, I'll go into detail at whatever point it comes up, but the, the famous Michael Bay memo, which I, which I think I referenced in some other commentary. But, that, but it was – and I, I, remember, I also went to DreamQuest, who did uh, the, the miniature work on this. I don't know why I was there. But I got to see some of these little miniature sets, too. And I was like, oh, okay, they're doing some asteroid movie. Um, but anyway, I saw it in the theater. And, and that definitively made me dislike the movie because it, it was terrible in the theater. Because it just, you know, I'm, I'm too old for that, that fast cutting that the kids like in a theater. It just, like, made my head hurt. I, I was like, what in the hell is going on? I can't, you know, I hate this movie. And so I didn't care for it because it just was so abrupt and quick, you know, and I couldn't process it because I'm an old person. And yeah, and I then felt, I felt the same way about Bridges of Madison County. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then, but then what happened was later, you know, it came out on video, and and it would be on cable, and I would go, oh, there's that Armageddon movie. But on on 
television, that cutting doesn't hurt. You know, you're used to seeing that cutting on television. So on television, I would not want, I still to this day would not want to go see Armageddon in a theater again because that would hurt. But uh, on television, <laughs> on like television, that, I like it's that okay. You associate a physical pain with it. It was. It, it made me, it made my head hurt in the theater. I could not, I could not handle it. But uh, on television, I'll, I'll admit I had that same experience. Yeah. I mean, just recently, when I say recently, I mean like the past couple years with Cloverfield, like, yeah. which I loved, by the way, but I sat really, I sat way too close to it. Yeah, there you go. Like we, because I, I always like to sit in the very back row of the front section of seats in the movie theater. It hurts and in the for whatever reason yeah. whatever you're reason. saying you impl- you're implying that now you actually kind of like the movie yeah i on video i i, I came to I appreciate it i think he just i think i came to appreciate it for the the you know it's 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 admittedly it's like as brian said about the core it's dumber in a bag of hammers i'm not excusing the movie as being like this is a fantastic uh, uh display of our space program and the astrophysics is spot on um, you know, I know all the 10,000 things that are wrong with this movie, too, and yet somehow the damn thing works. And, you know, I, I can tell you why, but, you know, Billy Bob I, Thornton. I just like to strap in for the ride and go, Yahoo! And, and I, you know, and I, I will admit that at the end, God damn it, if I don't get a little misty at the end of this, this like movie. Like Ben Affleck. Every single time. He gets misty in every damn thing. He does. I love you! You've got your mouse or your remote ready at the point where the Bruckheimer logo disappeared, or probably at some point within the second afterwards, because... You don't know when it's coming, and then when the, it does, the, it's... The you know. mouse? You're trying to make it modernized? Is that what you're trying to do? No, a lot of people watch these movies on their computer. In fact, most of our listeners don't even watch the movies. That's right. This part of the commentary is completely useless. Three, <laughs> two, one, unpause. And we're into the movie. Now, we're watching a little uh, boat. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to make it... St- I was going to pause us after this little intro. Fun fact. Although, this one disappears, too. There's nothing yeah, to dance. No, di- bink. Just thanks for the behind the scenes. Yeah, now, this beginning little thing where he's talking about how... You know, it was a asteroid only six miles wide that destroyed everything and all these things. This is, the, the Bible way, calls this day Armageddon. And this, by the way, is Do Charlton Heston. We should point out it's the late Charlton Heston. A great, a nice little coup. Really? Yeah. I didn't know Charlton Heston had died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I, was he? Was he <laughs> shot? Did, did you see them? Did no. you see them? You prying his gun from his cold dead hands? God damn it! You beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I did uh, get over to his house and pry that gun from his cold oh, dead good, hand. Oh, good. 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 Yeah. So that means we can I'll have control now. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so Brian or Trey, two guys that I know know a bit about how space works. What are the what's the likelihood that an asteroid would be this weird shape? At this, uh, after after a certain amount of size, the gravitational forces force uh, celestial objects into uh, a sphere. That's why all the planets are round is because the gravity forces it that way. And I don't know what the exact size is or what the size of this thing is. Six miles? Six miles. It's, it's six miles wouldn't have a lot of gravity. So. No. So, so it's it, possible that this would actually be shaped like be, the touchstone logo. It would just be a shard, be yeah. Po- a potato shaped, as they say. I wonder if they thought about that. Because it does, no. It does look No, like, they didn't. No, okay. This, uh, I'll save you some trouble. What's funny is that there is, for some reason, I'd always thought this, this sequence of the Earth being burned around its circumference this way was just one of those things like... The 12 o'clock flashing on an old VCR, like something that everyone made fun of, but then you really think about it and you can't think of anyone that ever did it. I always figured this sequence was one of those things where it's like, well, no one wants to show the world burning because we've seen that before, but I can't think of where. In fact, my brain was thinking of Armageddon. Uh, basically a, a bastion of unoriginality. Yeah, but it's like, well, again, this is what, 90, it's a cool 90, sequence. 99 or whatever? I mean, we're still, we're still in, yeah, 98, we're still in, you know, proto-computer graphics. It was, it was handsomely yeah. done. I, had, I mean, yeah. there's some things you really can't take away. It, it's a handsomely done movie, and it's shot by Michael Bay. I wonder if I don't think he DPs his own stuff, but he was a DP forever. So I'm sure that he picks guys that he knows from his own sensibilities are good at what he likes to do. In any case, all of his movies are handsome, and they pan a lot, and they will occasionally have their anamorphic flares. 
and they're color corrected in the way yeah. that Dorkman loves. Michael Bay is not a filmmaker. He's a photographer. And all of his movies are about the photography, not about story in any way, Clearly. shape, or form. We talked about that, I think, on 2001, but it might have been something else. A couple of 2001 Transformers as well. Brian knows where I'm going with this. The similarities between the, not necessarily the style, but certainly the methodology of uh, Stanley Kubrick and Michael Bay being almost similar, ex- except Michael Bay is clearly on fucking ecstasy. I do want to revise that a little bit because the what I said before was that Kubrick and, and Bay are similar in the fact that they're more about uh, conveying an experience than about um, uh, telling a story. Good point. But the difference between Bay and Kubrick is... Kubrick is still about conveying the emotional essence of that experience, whether it's fear or awe or whatever it is. Are you sure? What's an example? The Shining is here's terror. Shining is terrifying. Yeah, two thousand and one. Two thousand one is about about awe, being awed. Yeah, Uh, I I guess you're right. So so Kubrick is about conveying the emotional essence. Eyes wide shut is about dread and yeah, and really because I always thought it was about having a huge erection. That too, but I (laughs) but I dread having a huge erection. Lolita was about guilt, so on and so forth. Yeah, and 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 attraction because you know, goddamn, uh, she was something. Oh yes, no, I was totally into that shit. Yeah, and uh, Clockwork Orange (laughs) was about uh, Space Command. By the way, Space Command is a real thing. I really so wished I had worked for Space Command at some point. Just just to be awesome able to say, I work at Space I Command. I work for Space Command. I'd love if we can keep track of all of the circular <laughs> circular photography uh, that happens the, in this the movie. The Michael Bay, around the Michael Bay yeah. circular dolly. It's, it's, it's called happened. Sputnik. We know. It's Sit down. Already, yeah. It's already happening. Here it is. Yeah, it's just spinning. It's, it's happening right now. It's zipping right around. It's, uh, that's, there's a difference. I think do, you know, Kubrick did like about 12 dolly shots in his career, whereas yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Bay has ever put the camera on a tripod ever in his career. No. I had the... I say this ironically, but with a, a hefty amount of respect. I had the pleasure of visiting a Michael Bay set a couple months ago. I visited a, uh, a second sequel for a franchise that will remain nameless, directed by Michael Bay. Ackham. And I watched, a, um, I watched a sequence that took place in a mission control-y sort of government headquarters lab overlooking naturally a giant vista filled with something like robots. And I was actually astounded because this movie has this – all of his movies have these really crisp pictures. They're actually attractive movies, color corrected in such a way that it's actually kind of like, oh, wow, that's nice looking. Uh, and I saw live footage off the camera of what was going on. And uh, his movies, it might surprise you, actually don't look anything like this before they color correct the shit out of them. They don't have a contrasty thing you would expect going in and i w- for some reason i just would have expected that he always just lights like the one two or two oh, cool things towers. in the background wow, that was a really long 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 road to get to his movies don't look the same before you see them that was that was a quite well, a journey we took that well day. i mean I, the, the more <laughs> it's I, a long movie the more <laughs> to fill some time the more yeah. i know and learn about uh the post-production process and the di and all that stuff and what used to be telecine the more i start to think well they probably shoot for this like seven and Fight Club were both shot to look like Seven mm. and Fight Club. Galen Hurd as a producer. Galen Hurd, that's correct. Interesting. James How Cameron's ex-wife. Uh, whereas, and I can't say this for all of his movies, but at least one, I know that Michael Bay shoots J.J. Abrams. Yeah, this movie was half written by J.J. Abrams. You can, you can just fucking sit about sit and think about that for a little while I with get, your Star Trek. I get nostalgic any time a movie takes place in New York before like 2000 because it has the yeah. old Liberty plates instead of the new yeah. license plates. It's weird to Empire see those State now, plates. isn't it? I, know, the Liberty, I, I think we all they, remember where so we nostalgic. were the day those went away. <laughs> so, I, like the, I like the Ode to Godzilla here, by the way. 
It is. Well, Godzilla was the other big summer yeah. movie. So and, this, and, is, this is a and, little and, diss and at Godzilla. Me, you, you know what, Which though? this did kick Godzilla in the ass. But you know what, though? To be perfectly honest with you, there's a good chance that that was the reason I didn't care about this movie. Because I was so obsessed with the new Godzilla movie that was coming. The no, one there's with, a, there's wait, a, wait, wait, wait. There's obsessed a dog. before or after it came before. out? Before. Oh, okay. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I still liked it. I did, I'm, not, I'm not a the Godzilla hater. I mean, it's, it's a I, very I Godzilla am. movie. That's a dog Christ turd of a movie. Like, I don't, I, but I don't have any care about Godzilla. It's a comedy. So it's, we'll do it eventually. It's unwatchable. Anyway. But movie. you know what, though? I, I, yeah, yeah. But in any case, uh, this, that could be the reason why I didn't care about this movie. Because when that movie came out, I was just I was so mm. engulfed in the Godzilla movie coming out. Was you were still mad- stroking for Godzilla. I'm not mentioning I'm obsessed with, with the cast of that movie. I mean, I mean Broderick. Yeah, and everybody Hank Azaria. else. Yeah, Hank Azaria. And what's his name? Jean... Uh, Luke Picard. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but um, I love how like I finish your just, sentences wrong. Exactly. And then I disagree with them. But in any case, oh, oh, the poor dog. You can't kill the dog, though. Jake, you have a dog like that, don't you? Um, he's not, not really. even close. That is a. Looks is like it a, lucky the dog was wearing that, that kind like of French harness bulldog. where he can hang that way and not strangle? That looks like a little French bulldog. It's like they dressed him for Armageddon. So, this uh, we've only done right, uh, two Michael Bay movies prior to this. We did the Transformers movies. Oh no, yet. the Universal Backlot. <laughs> okay, but wait a minute. You know what bothers me? There's not a single person. Yeah. On any of these screens. Where are all these people? There we go. Well, that's because all the people no, 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 no. that were there that day knew they were going to be flipping taxi yeah. Meanwhile, Mark it's, Curry in another movie. But, like, you got to wonder, like, why... I mean, if you have the effects to do this kind of crap, like, why not just, like, I don't know, superimpose a dude that's flying? I mean, like, I don't know. Well, I when, you, when you cut to Mark Curry going, Saddam Hussein is bombing us! Which is like, go figure that, you know, he, that's know. how long we were like, you know, Saddam Hussein was I'm our boogeyman. Ca- I just, I'm curious I, why he's alone. I mean, you I, should be hanging with Mr. Koopa. I know yeah. that you are listening to us either on or as a result of the Grand Central Station, always the first to go. Okay, finally there's people involved. And, it, okay, now there I understand. There you go. See, I love New, New York. Get it? See, they were waiting for now that. Now I understand but because it, it, that looks terrible. I think this movie, this movie is extremely fortunate <laughs> for whatever okay. reason they didn't destroy the Twin Towers I gotta on give screen. him credit. That was pretty funny. He was hiding behind a fire hydrant. Yeah. That was pretty humorous. And survived. The, the, so Chrysler, park, the so Chrysler building falling is pretty spectacular. <laughs> with the do people you know what the seventy percent uh, of this planet is covered in water? The oh, there. Oh, you just see. Yeah, yeah, we smacked the, the twin towers. Yeah. Now, as we know, uh, the, that you know, actually would have brought the tower down after the fire. But you know what? The Chrysler the, building and actually to cut in and out of the falling Chrysler building oh, is amazing. That's cool. Oh, that's all right. Fire. Now I know that we are. L- listen to this and tell me what you guys think. I know that we are on the internet, and you're either listening to us from the internet or as a result of having a RSS feed. And I know the the popular way to talk about Michael Bay, but let's spend a second talking about what he actually is, and he is, legitimately good at. He can craft a very fucking compelling sequence. He can take a good picture. That's what Michael Bay is good at. Discuss. I wouldn't even give him a compelling sequence. I would give him a You weren't compelled just now? Not really. No, I, I were you more. Don't well, think... let me ask you this: Were you more compelled oh, in Independence Eerie. Day when he destroyed a city that way? And if yeah. so, what, what's the difference? There, I mean, because there was more. There was the buildup beforehand was better. Yeah. This, this, oh, this this sequence the countdown was, sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is better. This destruction happened in the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and in Independence Day, it took an hour of character development. Well, it's because it's because of that. We're, you're going to put the. Uh, uh, I forget who says, it, but putting the gun under the table is the definition of tension. So, Greedo. Anyway, so te- the definition of tension is 
uh, you know, the gun being under the table and one character not <laughs> I love, knowing. I love this line. He he wants to name it after his 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 wife, yeah. and his reason is because she's a she's a, a life sucking bitch. The thing, like, and the only thing wrong that with was it, Michael Bay. Yeah, he has a, he has a little cameo. Oh, the it? only thing wrong with that joke though is they never refer to it. No one ever calls the, yeah, the thing Dottie exactly. ever again. Which they, just for the rest of the movie, it was always called Dottie. Would have been would have been the payoff. It's for funny that. because it actually reminds me of what you said, Trey, in Master and Commander, where you're like, if you guys ever name anything after me, do this thing too where it's prickly and hard to eradicate yes exactly <laughs> name me name whatever you're gonna do after me just make sure that it's prickly and hard is that to philip seymour hoffman no it's not no, it's was, that guy who looks i was like gonna philip do seymour my hoffman. thing where i say the name of the actor yeah, who it is and is but everybody was talking so i didn't even get to do it oh. <laughs> this is a very spe- <laughs> but good call though this is a very specific I'm glad reference. you saw that as well <laughs> all right but uh brian John Voigt, crazy right-wing bastard oh yeah anyways go on like I said, this That's is a very Pearl specific Harbor. reference, Brian, and for anyone that's seen Thanksgiving with the Krances. But I think that oh, the dear. guy you had playing Gene, Ryan, yeah, I think he's a perfect mix of uh, Ed Harris and Billy Bob Thornton. I could give you that. I could see, I could see that guy playing this guy. So why don't you make an Armageddon parody? What's wrong with you? Because he's a decade and a half too late? Because <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. I like my brain cells where they are. <laughs> Here we go. Along... Roland Emmerich and Michael Bay have this in common with their with their My protagonist God. making the nuke the bastards what do we type do? line. Although there are, there are uh, it's called Sputnik. We know. Sit down. Uh, there are several like straight on lifts, including you know that shot from uh, movies like Apollo thirteen. And There's also the, the right, right stuff, stuff shot in the shot in this movie. That's true. Yeah, the walking away from the uh, wreckage in the middle of the desert. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. That's I, I, no, no, I was actually talking about the slow-mo, oh, walk, in that slow-mo crew walking shot. Oh, oh, oh. Did anybody just notice that Bruce's watch was backwards and the, the face was on the inside it. of no, his they, wrist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a point of the story? Yeah. Like, did they sure, yes, that? totally. The story in this movie. I didn't know. His watch know itself if... is backwards or he's wearing it with the thing inside? With the face inside. See? All right. Oh. Now, this Some is people where... Just do that. This is where... And if you think about it, it's actually sort of singular among Michael Bay's body of work. Uh, his you... style really works, which is that it's just... It's not serious it's this fucking guy it's a character in his weird sort of macho world and if it's a macho dude it kind of works when it's doing nasa it's like well you're missing the you know 14 phds it takes to make this scene when it's a guy on an oil rig this movie is actually kind of fun oh guys in the oil rig you're so likable and charming because you're not spewing millions of gallons of oil into the (laughs) gulf of mexico Brian, are, did you uh, vote Democrat or Republican? <laughs> what? You know, I just love, it's, it's just and little. You came sim- here today on a bicycle, Brian. <laughs> Where did this all self righteousness come from? Well, I, it's just the there's this little sequence of oh, stupid tree hugging hippies, and from the perspective uh, of uh, he makes a good point. Is you know, how much you know they came out here in a boat, a big old clunker of a boat, burning oil to protest oil when they're users of oil. But that point might have been made a little bit. Well, the point, the point might have stand up a little better before we had an oil platform pumping uh, millions of gallons of well, oil. Well, considering this was 12 years ago, I well, think... That's what I'm saying. My, <laughs> my point was hey, that the perspective hey, hey. might have changed a little hey. bit. Yeah. Almost a billion, not millions. Jesus, yeah. get it right. Wait, what did I just do? What? I don't know. This is... Ben Affleck. Exposition, exposition. Yeah. I cannot believe... I. You know, it's funny because I really give Family Guy credit for like the origins of its jokes, although I actually do like Family Guy. There was one joke they had where there was like a flashback to Ben Affleck and Matt Damon writing Goodwill Hunting, and it's fucking Matt Damon behind a typewriter and Ben Affleck getting high on the couch saying, "Can I get a co-credit on this?" I cannot believe that guy fucking wrote an Oscar-winning perform uh, screenwrite uh, screenplay, 
And I but still, no, and I, I still, I still only okay, give him credit terrible, for Google Hunting. That was a terrible cut. He had like a completely different kind of golf club. Yep. Nice. <laughs> did, you, did you notice that? Yeah. Like, when he first put it up to yeah. his throat, Whoops. he had like a putter or something, and then yep. it cut to him holding. Like a, but Ben Affleck does or can have his shit together as a writer and director. He did Gone Baby Gone, which is an excellent. Gone film. Baby Gone. Yeah, good. True. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Although, right. As I Kevin think he's Smith, good in stuff. I know not in everything he's done, but not everything he's done been in is good. But uh, I, I think he's. I think he's good. Oh, I love Ben Affleck. As Kevin Smith has wrapped to point out, and I, I guess Jake would know too because he knows Kevin Smith like I do. Uh, there, there is always that one scene where Ben Affleck gets kind of misty, yeah. gets a little bit kind of emotional, and pulls that out. And He's people a always. Wuss. What's funny is that Brad Pitt gets all this sort of weird dichotomous "I hate him, I love him" thing because he's such a pretty boy. And it seemed for a second there like Ben Affleck was going to get that treatment too. But then re- oh, people realized yeah. that Ben Affleck isn't really that attractive. Yep. Now, this is the man that gives me hope. I will, I will, Steve Buscemi. Because if a man as ugly as him can succeed in Hollywood, yeah. I am destined This for movie gives you, gives you more show, uh, close-ups of his bizarre teeth than any it. other movie and in I movie history. Because I have um, fucked up teeth and I need to know that He's got, he's got like a okay. tooth halfway back, back in the palate of his it's mouth. Ca- it's, it's called it's a freaky. snaggle. Okay. They call it a snaggle. It's much more than a snaggle. It's like not even where teeth go. It's, it's in another right, place in your It's like an asteroid field. It totally is. Have you guys ever watched Living in Oblivion? Nope. No. His little indie film? It's good. It's good. It is exactly what indie filmmaking is. And if you want to know what it oh my really goodness. is like, it's the Green Mile guy. Hey, hey, we have a big black guy that we're going to put in this movie. He's really muscular. And he has to carry a gigantic um, wrench like, right, so like giant just, black guys do. He wears suspenders with no shirt. Done. That's right. Just to show how huge he is. That is a large man. That's a very large guy. I'm Not totally only is he large, that. you know what? I think Michael Dark Clark Duncan is among maybe 1% of the blackest people that have ever lived. <laughs> yeah. That guy's he's, almost purple. He's, he's so he's black. He's a dark dude. Oh, that was racist. Yeah. Uh, hey. He's a dude. It wasn't racist. I'm just saying his skin is as black as I've ever seen. Now, here's the strange... His, I'm, I'm not saying he's black. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying he has an event horizon. <laughs> I'm just saying he's way black. Or is that a fat joke? Yeah. These, uh, even even Richard Pryor used to joke about black people who were like really black, like blue black. Right. Um, no, I'm not, because I'm it's not racist. I'm not an expert yeah. on oil. Yeah. Okay. This, yeah, I was gonna say it, this is the part of the movie. It probably uh, is not a good idea just to be firing shotgun rounds. Of strangely enough, of all the parts of this movie, this is the part I object to the most in grounds of realism. That you know, even even crazy Harry Stamper would not be shooting a shotgun at yeah. his own oil rig. And let's forget, let's forget that shotguns. There, it's not like a bullet. Yeah, it's, it's a shotgun. There's buckshot. It scatters yeah. everywhere actually, in the front of you. Yeah. So there's. Uh, it's, he's you know how ups- hard it is to not hit somebody. He's with upset a because Ben Affleck, like you know, broke a drill bit last night, and yeah. he's actually sparked and blowing holes in the that, oil see, rig itself. He even said that bullet never got close. There, the bullet yeah. is not there once it yeah. comes out of that Unless gun. he's shooting deer slugs, which he clearly isn't. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nearly <laughs> impossible to miss somebody with a shotgun. That's every, time I see, <laughs> every time I see a helicopter, there was like a one, for those that aren't watching the movie, there's like an insert of the helicopter of those guys from NASA that are about to arrive, of their helicopters flying past the oil rig in the middle of this gunfight. But every time I see a helicopter over the ocean, I go straight to Jurassic Park. So you could. I this can, guy was in Apollo 13. He was one of the mission controllers. Wait, which one? Which one? The fat guy. The solar cell guy. Really? Yeah, the solar cell guy. Oh, he's the he's, guy that brought it out. He's like, we could do the. Yeah, do. we got to do this. Wouldn't use nothing but that. What is he's that, that guy, isn't he? No, I don't think so. No, but he's, I think he's the. But I think he is the guy that. I think he's the Grumman guy. I could be what mistaken. A, okay, uh, what a ridiculous clock. Yeah. Did they just? It's build great that they have that clock. Yeah. That is so ridiculous. Hey, look, it's it's Draco's father there. To be fair, they do. Lucius Malfoy. Yes, Lucius Malfoy. To be fair, they do have a lot of countdown clocks like that. I was at Taco because Bell. The they other do day. for countdowns and for, for launches. Because countdowns like come that. up in space missions a lot, occasionally. Yeah, seventeen minutes, so they're all dead. 
I was at Taco Bell the other day, and there was a British lady in front of me. I could tell because her and accent then, was British. And she had a little racist. boy, like a three-year-old boy, named Lucius. And it occurred <laughs> to me that my life has been incomplete, because my name isn't fucking as cool as Lucius. Lucius. Your name's Teague. This is the three-year-old Teague boy is named Lucius. Freaky. Lucius. Lucius. Lucius and Teague. He's going to grow up Now to be. that is going to be a great BBC story. Lucius yeah. and Teague. I was going to say Turner and Hooch comedy, but... This right. is a great... I love... This is one of those great conversations that never happens in real life, only yeah. in movies, where it's all about, like, listen, I am your father, and it's just so, yeah. like... I love, I love, like, I just wrote a whole movie that's all that. Like, I literally just wrote a movie where every single sentence is an as you know is, sentence. Is an as you know. And oh, God. Listen to yeah. this story that this I have is, to tell you because you're watching you this know movie. So, so, Mike just uh, somehow got his hands on the uh, first draft of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it's, it's like, terrible. You Lee Brackett. Oh, boy. Lee Brackett. And the whole fucking thing is as you know scenes. It's astounding. This is a good week for Star Wars because we also had Celebration 5 in Orlando. I was going to go, but I didn't because I have a life. And there was a scene that came out that had um, the very beginning of Return of the Jedi showed Luke completing the process of building his lightsaber. Now, one thing. Storytelling. Other movie. It does not belong in in, in Return of the Jedi. Watching. Holy shit. Coolest thing you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Because he fucking, he's sitting there and he turns on his lightsaber. It's awesome. All right. Armageddon's about oil. Oh, I hate oil. All right. Brian, how likely is this NASA scenario? You have you have you know more about NASA and you have more friends at NASA. There's than nothing us. about this. This is that's real. It's just not. Well, what about the world's smartest? Well, man they're, thing? they're actually they actually are talking about all the potential scenarios of what we might do in the event of uh, incoming asteroid. They actually are. These are all certain scenarios that have been have been you know considered and and so on. The scenario that we want and the scenario that makes more sense. Uh, I think the, the missing piece that uh, I'll, I'll jump in for you, Brian, is that we would know much sooner than this something yeah. this freaking huge was coming at us. Which their justification is for it is, uh, well, you know, there's we only monitor three percent of the sky, and he goes, yeah. "Why? Well, it's just really big fucking sky." Yeah. And no, because the way it actually works is we have a pretty good catalog of where most of the potential hits are going, and then once we spot an asteroid that's going to go somewhere or whatever, we can calculate it because that's how. Uh, Newtonian mechanics works. We can calculate what it's going to do for the next billion years. Well, that's so if it, that's if it's a re- hit us. That's if it's a recurring. That's if it's a recurring orbiting one. If it's, this is one that's literally a wild card that came from deep space, then you know it's possible. But but the the missing piece is that you know especially that guy in the beginning, the guy who did see it for some reason has his own gigantoid telescope. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there are those. You know, we don't have all the telescopes in the world. And I love. Okay. And it, it would be it would have been seen. So the just. The, Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm sorry because I'm probably interrupting you because I'm watching the movie and half paying attention. But just because of what's occurring on screen right now, like I love the fact that NASA, okay, or whatever, like the government, okay, is like, yeah, what we have to do is we have to blow the thing up from the inside, and they don't have somebody capable of yeah. doing so. So they're like, what do we do? We hire the best oil driller there is. That's like. The- and somebody somebody said that to Michael Bay. He's like, hey, wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to be drillers than drillers to be astronauts? And, and, yeah, and not to mention... And Michael like, Bay said, shut up. Plus, and plus, wouldn't you think the best well, oil no driller in the then. world probably works like, I know. Works for I NASA? would prefer <laughs> that. <laughs> like I said, I've seen and, worse justifications in movies for and all kinds of things. And here we go. Gulf of Mexico. There it is. Yep. It's funny when oil sprays on everyone. And there's fire. And, and here's a prime example of why women shouldn't work in uh, men's industries. Because they get all slippery. <laughs> Oh my god! Three dozen research calls. Run away. 
Anyway, the, the preferred uh, system is to know about it soon enough where you can launch a, a rocket out there and, and put a thruster on it All and right. just thrust it away from us gradually over you know X number of days or months. Use but, what's uh, called a mass driver, and which basically yeah. it actually uses the uh, the mass material of the asteroid itself as its fuel. Okay, hang on a second. To change its trajectory. Hasn't this scene just proved that these are not the best dr- oil drillers? <laughs> I mean, hey, they just hey, wasted and destroyed. Even the best corporations going to have one spill. I know. You spill a few million gallons of oil. Hey, and hey, all almost a, sudden, a billion. Get it right. You, anyway, what's funny about asteroids that Neil deGrasse Tyson, YouTube, D-E-G-R-A-S-S-E, deGrasse Tyson, has a wonderful thing talking about an asteroid called Apophis, which we now know is probably not going to hit us. But for a few years there, between 06 and maybe 08, early 09, we were pretty sure Apophis was going to hit us in either 2029 or 2036. And it was going to strike somewhere in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Santa Monica. He was talking about ways of getting an asteroid out of the way. And um, one of the, he was basically laying out all the various ways you could actually, literally. This is a real astrophysicist talking about the real way to make this stuff work. And his thing was, all right, there's really kind of two ways to do it. Well, there's three, but we discount one of them. The first one was this. Put a, put a thingy inside of it and blow it up. And his comment was, we here in America are really good at blowing stuff up. We're not really good at figuring out the math of what happens after <laughs> yeah. you blow something up. So now we're peppering the entire planet with, you know, 400-foot-long yeah. rocks, you know, whatever. Uh, his And then the second one was... Um, NASA Johnson Space Center does not look that cool. It really doesn't. It's supposed to be a bank. Uh, bl- blowing it out of the way. The one that he it's said was actually the, uh, the most realistic, and, and Brian would know about this, and Trey, I'm assuming, as well. Maybe Jake. I don't know how interested in astrophysicists you are. but I don't listen physics. to these talk. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> was that you uh, basically put a, uh, a medium to large-sized space probe in front of the asteroid or to the side of it, and then you just use the gravitational pull that occurs in space to, over the course of a year... Just move that object. Just kind of yeah. sli- you're, yeah. you're, you're never touching it. You're not thrusting against it. You're just having the asteroid and the ship pull towards each other, but the okay. ship can drive away. I'm sorry, really quick. Can you go back to that? But that, that, was, was, a, the cheesiest, that was a great dramatization. That was the cheesiest four eyes only classified yeah. folder thing. <laughs> wow. They, I can tell you what happened. They forgot that prop, okay? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, and shit. Uh, and they had some guy go on like clip art on MS Paint or something <laughs> yeah, like right. that and make what you think is a top secret folder <laughs> and just slap a sticker on top of some planet. Which sheet. is crazy stupid because it was an insert. So yeah, even terrible. if they were shooting this day, it was like, we don't need this terrible. to do. They okay, could have done that folder in CG. It anyway, was, that was so It's funny. probably an insert because the one they had on the set was even worse. That's, probably. that's probably what it was. According to leading published astrophysicists, the best way to avoid an asteroid hitting the Earth, because you can calculate yeah, its trajectory, yeah. is to just yeah. get out there five years in advance and just very slowly... Put something next to it. <laughs> put something next yeah. to it and pull it out of the way. It doesn't have to get far. It only has to get far enough that over the course of the next 25,000 miles... It doesn't hit this little rock. It doesn't hit this little bitty fucking circle that we live on. Because you're talking about very, very narrow windows and angles. Yeah, you don't have to blow it up. You only have to nudge it just right. a tiny bit. Right, right. That's uh, assuming if you have that much lead time and you can get the probe out there. Right, so you right, have, right. To, yeah, have to have your five years notice. Days. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, what's cool is that... And I, I, I Matt has been... Um, Gone, so there really hasn't been show notes since he left. But if you YouTube Apophis Neil deGrasse Tyson, there's a wonderful talk about how we can avoid getting destroyed by an asteroid. And for a little while there, we thought we were going to right. be in about 20 years. And uh, here's another ridiculous thing. From what we're led Cats to believe, and dogs from living together. From what we're led to believe here is that the United States of America is the only hope 
for the world. As always. More, because more American because he just said, he said, you know, six, uh, six, uh, whatever, six telescopes can see this. We control five of them. Oh, We're keeping this as a, a top secret, you know, out from the public. So there's nobody else in the world that is capable of of helping. Of course. So what they're going to do is they're not going to ask for anybody else's help. This is the anti-independence yeah. day where instead of going, we need nations from all over the country, yeah. from all over the globe, they're going, don't worry, we got this. Even 2012. it's going to destroy the earth. Even in good. 2012, it was an international effort. Yeah, you know, we're when good. They were well, 20, yeah. 2012 is a 21st century movie, so it acknowledges the fact that the Chinese are actually our masters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the Chinese and we, will be our they saviors. They own us, and we, we can't not include them in things anymore. Brian, think fast. Three words describe the SR seventy one Blackbird. Pretty freaking awesome. Pretty, <laughs> pretty darn pretty sweet. Awesome. Oh, the fact I hate Michael Bay because he, yeah. he's the, he's the kind of man that gets to have SR seventy ones and B twos as background set decoration. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you, Michael Bay. He's Michael, whatever, say what you will, but the armed forces love Michael They're Bay. They're probably not real. No, they are no, real. They are no, real. They're, They're real. real. They're the real totally deal. Real. And I can tell you because on that same set that I may or may not have visited for the second may or may not have been a astronauts are nerds. By the way, yeah. there was a um, not that cool. There were a pair of U.S. Uh, military spy drone airplanes sitting there. The exact, in fact, it, I don't think it is, but it could be the exact same place this is taking place in. Right on. Just two spy drone, those those little pilotless, cool, bulgy head airplanes. We're just walking around next to him, like that's the coolest thing okay. I've ever seen. I want to rewrite the scene. Word for word, I mean, except replace driller with killer, <laughs> and I bet you it plays perfectly with Bruce Willis walking around like yeah. you know, Jack about a, killing. I'm a third generation killer. I'm the best <laughs> killer in the world, and and I guarantee you. But tells, I only kill with people I know and trust. It tells literally the exact same story. <laughs> okay, Billy Bob Thornton just said that no, we as NASA we don't have a backup plan. NASA has 17 backup plans at all times. But here we go. I, yeah, see, uh, Brian, I'm sorry. I know I know you like that NASA stuff, but um, you know they don't have a backup plan for something that just happened yesterday that they didn't have a plan for to begin with. You know, they they may have a plan. They... they may have a plan, but you know, I have a plan for how to invade Canada. Doesn't mean I'm capable of invading Canada. This is this is what they are able to do. Is what they're what they're actually saying here. Ninety eight. Who knows? Currently, the back I, the I backup know, I... plan is dig a hole in your backyard. <laughs> you know, that's that's Plan B. Right. Blast from the past. Yeah. As far as was, this, was this like a uh, a Bruce Willis comeback? I can't remember. Like, was it no, Pulp like Fiction? A, Pulp Fiction. Sorry. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Bruce Willis had his 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 you know moonlighting period, and then Die Hard, and then Pulp Fiction. And yeah, then yeah, five yeah. years later, but there was this, like yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, but, he, had, he had a kind of a skipping stone period. In yeah, because well, I remember there was a while where he was kind of a joke. Like he was. He was just grinding out action like, movies that just yeah. weren't very good. He was, was diminishing returns. He was like Colonel I wonder if it was. I was thinking Pulp Fiction though was the John Travolta comeback movie. That was the one where oh my god, that's John Travolta. He's not dead or anything. It was well. Bruce Willis in the 90s also had The Sixth Sense, which was about a year after this. Mm-hmm. 99, I think it was. Yes. So Willis wasn't dead. He was just unhappy with his life and probably doing cocaine. He was just balding. And heroin. Yeah. He was only making a million dollars for all those bad, forgettable movies he made all the, all all the right, time. All right. This is just ridiculous. Now, this, this whole segment here, this is, this is uh, a, a great example, and maybe it's time to talk about the Michael Bay memo. <laughs> the, the 
the example of the wretched excess of this movie because none of these hey, scenes, the dude from Herman's Head, none of these scenes are necessary for any reason whatsoever, other than they make the movie epic. And if you want to just yeah. go look, we're making the movie epic. Then you can, you know, they have these crazy scenes of you know we got Owen Wilson being chased by helicopters on horseback coming up, and we got that whole scene. I mean, the, I always think of that. That's that that one scene of uh, of Clark Michael Duncan. That's his name, right? Clark Michael Mike, Clark, Michael Duncan, Clark Duncan, Duncan. Thank Duncan. you. You know, on a on a lonely road in the middle of nowhere, being chased by a dozen cop cars. That scene alone cost more than the movie I just shot. You know, <laughs> it's like the, know, bu- the budget of that completely unnecessary scene you know, was larger than of, the film I just shot. This is kind of a very comic That's Shawnee Smith, by the way. This is a very kind of comic booky way to reveal characters too. Like, and then there's this guy, an and expensive comic book doing something ridiculous. That's right. Shawnee Smith, it's, by the way. Shawnee Smith was uh, uh, in the Blob. Uh, worked with her in the Blob, and oh, I, yeah. and, uh, and she it was on reminds, the here we go. for a while. Look at that. Yeah, shit. see, here you go. This almost reminds bom, me of bom, this. This this shot cost more than the feature I just shot. Now the thing is, this is where we can talk about the Michael Bay memo. Um, wait, hang on a second. He's pitch black in that right there, completely silhouetted, yeah. and then we show a close with him, yeah. and he's lit completely different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, that's what you call your insert, because uh, Owen Wilson clearly was never actually no. on a horse being chased by helicopters. Um, yeah, see, this whole scene here is like totally means, other, you know, there's right. nothing to this scene other than to say, let's get the guys. But anyway... Um, but Michael, it, but, well, no, it introduces the guys and shows. Yeah, but it introduces crazy. the guys. It introduces the guy. If you want epic, if you if you have a million dollars to blow on just making the movie look a little bigger, which he did, um, which brings us to the Michael Bay memo, which was you know when I was at Disney doing um, doing the My Favorite Martian thing, everyone had a copy of the Michael Bay memo on their bulletin board because it got leaked, it got out, and it was in. The, they were wrapping up production on uh, on uh, this movie. And Michael Bay wrote, sent this memo to to the producers. I don't know if it was to Bruckheimer or to Touchstone or whoever, but uh, it was like a two page memo about um, how we have to, you know, we have to do this, we have to do that, and we must do this. And we have to, we have to go. Me and the crew have to go to India to get shots of the Taj Mahal. And it's like you're reading this. You know, it's like what he just like demanded to add a scene of the Taj Mahal, which if you've seen the movie, he got it. He got to go to India and shoot an entire scene of the Taj Mahal. Um, he said, we need it for scope. And there was just this series of just demands of like, my God, who is this megalomaniac lunatic making that Armageddon movie? Um, but he, you know, he got everything he wanted, but he wanted, you know, all these, all these like inserts they have later where the kids are on Main Street USA, that normal Rockwell painting where they've got the cardboard wings on their wagon and they're flapping them. I mean, all these things are, you know, huge budget busters because they're just these little quick cutaways that aren't necessary. But when you have that much clout and that much, you know, power, you can say, no, we're going to shoot shots like that. So the Michael Bay memo was, uh, was this notorious thing where everyone was like, have you seen the Michael Bay memo? I've got a copy of it. Um, which is just, it gave the impression of a filmmaker just totally out of control. Just like, I want everything. I want everything in this movie. This movie will have everything. I want elephants and tigers and exploding basset hounds in this movie. We found out later. I like the idea not, that ac- all... not an accurate picture of Michael Bay. I like the idea yeah. that they Oh, no, yeah. No, it doesn't capture him at all. I like the idea they all come in separate, like, limos. Exactly. And, like, separate. Like, they each get their own vehicle. Like, there's no carpooling allowed in NASA. No. <laughs> we're, we're NASA. We double up on everything. They have a plan B. I'm I'm curious, and I don't know if you'll ever get the if, if it's one sentence I approve, but I don't know if you'll ever get the opportunity to give us like little bitty anecdotes about this. Have you heard like one-liners from folks that you know, or folks that you know that they know this person at NASA, where they're like, okay, also fucking this about Armageddon. I mean, is it is it basically just the general consensus? Nothing about this works, or is there any one little thing where they're like, in addition to all that, also fucking no that. Is there any little mm, thing at all? Nothing I can think of at the top of my head. It's just entirely stupid. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. Th- I'm sure some people at NASA have uh, the same opinion that is like, oh, it's stupid, but it's fun. And other people, I'm sure, it bothers 
on a tremendously. Level. Tremendously. I mean, it's up to the person. Armageddon yeah, and Apollo 13 would be a terrible, yeah. awesome double feature. Can I just say that I have, n- I had no idea that Owen Wilson was even in this movie. Yeah, because he doesn't even live to get to the asteroid. He was that oh, minor well, a character. Oh, spoiler. Come yeah, on. he's, he's, in, he's in it. This is real. I true didn't even blue realize that Owen Wilson yeah. was in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like until until we saw the scene, with, until you spoiled by saying when, in the minute when we see Owen Wilson on a horse, that was when I realized like Owen Wilson was in this movie. That's Owen Wilson like, before he was Owen Wilson. Know, yeah, that's what it was. This was I, like I I remember it's Owen really Wilson. kind of early for Billy Bob Thornton because it's like is that the guy from Sling Blade? How right, could yeah, that right. be the yeah. guy from or Sling Blade? They call it a Sling Blade. Yeah. I I didn't remember Some this, call the Kaiser Blade. This, this black guy this from Goliath. Requiem for a Dream. The weird sort of rapey black dude. Yeah, I think of him from. Uh, they live. Yeah, he's well. He's just he's in a lot he's of the, these kind of action. He's, military. He's, well, he's also from the. He's the guy from something about about Mary. Is it the Frank or is it he's the like the deathly serious? He's black good. Guy. Keith David is he's great. He's, he's Goliath from Gargoyles. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that yeah. Was, Brian, what? did you or did you not that grow extra, up on early nineties Disney television? Dude, Goli- Gargoyles is a great, great cartoon. A great TV show. Did you like The Last Airbender? Uh, actually, I haven't finished. I started watching it, but I haven't finished it. Gargoyles is legitimately great, though. How about a lot Doug. of Shakespeare references? Let's talk about Doug. A lot of Star Trek uh, actors. Talk about now. Armageddon. Let's talk about the the wild thornberries. For a movie called Armageddon, there weren't as many demons as I thought there would be. Yeah, I mean, Constantine had was more Armageddon than this. I'm sure they picked the word Armageddon because it has vaguely recognizable undertones to some people, and because and for the rest, it's just this foreign word that's interesting. And because deep impact was taken. That's, that's right. possibly try. Yeah. Although, so well, let, me, let me ask a question, though. Why do you think that Deep Impact failed so miserably up against this? Was it because it just wasn't as good a well, movie? No, I'm not going to lie to you. I never saw it. I had to no, look it up. No, no, actually, Deep, Deep, Deep Impact tried movie. to be a good movie right, right. and, and Deep kind, Impact, of, kind of succeeded, and no one wanted to see that. Right, right. All, all things considered, this is not even trying to be a good movie, and Deep Impact was. Neither of them really are, although Deep Impact, at least you can it's see. better, is what you're saying. They, yeah, exactly. They took... Deep Impact was all about what happened on the ground and very little about what gotcha. happened in space. Right. So, so do you think that it was the cast? Do you think that it was the Aerosmith song? And do you think that it was well, like the big budget, the a- advertising? I think Deep Impact was like, for, for an asteroid impact movie, Deep Impact was a chick movie. It really was. Really? It was, <laughs> it was a, totally a chick, chick movie. Flick of it was a chick flick of, of Armageddon. It was, did you guys it was see, a drama disaster movie. Yeah. Did you guys see the made-for-TV special Meteor? Yes. With, yeah. with, oh, yeah. with I Doc? I remember it. Now, here's the thing about Deep Impact. I'm sorry. Finish your thing. I was going to ask you a question. If you had to put Meteor in its entirety up against Deep Impact or this, how would the three – how would they rank? One, two, and three. Deep Impact being the best, then Meteor, then Armageddon. In terms of – Really? So you think Meteor is better than Armageddon? Frankly, yes. Really? Again, I loved it. I will say that. I kind of – I was upset when it ended. I was like, oh, I want more. Well, no. Here's the thing. We're in the middle of Armageddon, so it's hard to – even now, even though we all kind of dislike it, although we kind of like it, it's hard to separate yourself from the experience. Let's think about this. There's a giant asteroid. We're going to go get guys that run oil rigs to fly into space and make it explode. Right on. Okay, now, that makes no fucking sense. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. I'm, sorry, I'm distracted because there's a black man stripping on TV. Yeah, that's kind of uh, hot. hot. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that this movie would have been with this movie would have been better than Meteor if this had George Costanza in it? I think this <laughs> <laughs> that would have no helped. because there's black people in this and it would have caused a problem. That's true. Wait, what? George Costanza, not not Michael. Oh, Cosmo, right? Wait, fucking yeah, R- no, Richard no, no, Cosmo. No, no. Michael Costanza Michael was, Kramer. Costanza is uh, Jason yeah, Alexander. That's what I was saying. Short, he was in guy. Meteor, which is why I said he's racist by osmosis. Oh my god! All right, let's move on. Where are we you're, going? You're, this, where is this going? This this room, this set might have been the moment where I said, "Fuck this movie." Why? 
I, it's just so ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. A, they're having an no, 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 interview I mean the in the anechoic chamber? The design. The elaborate anti-soundproof. It's an anechoic chamber. I forgot this guy was in this movie, too. Why they're doing it in the anechoic chamber is, you know, a question, but it's a good-looking room. Do you guys know? I'm going to look it up. Do you guys know if this actor's been in other things? The guy that was in Herman's Head and the guy that was in uh, The Ladies' Man, the, the fat guy with the, tat, the spider spider tattoo on his arms in this movie? He was one of those he was in, like, uh, oh, I he was recognize in down, character He was actor, in Down Spirit Periscope. He was the cook. Yeah, of course. But anything recent? You know if he's been anything? How could like, that guy get in that I think, Periscope I, set? I, I think he's actually Brad Pitt. I'm going to look him up. <laughs> you think so? No, what happened with Fight Club, then? Because wasn't he in Fight Club? No. He wasn't, wasn't in Fight Club? Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. That Trace, was that was meatloaf uh, so meat for tits. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking about this this room that has a bunch of little cone shaped thingies on the wall. That's a soundproof room, right, Trace? Yeah, it's it's. I believe the term is anechoic chamber. It doesn't yeah. echo. It doesn't. No, no sound bounces. Interesting. So, cool. So it's essentially. I mean, if you've ever been to a music studio where they have much smaller yeah, versions it's, of it's, those it's exact same audio. pyramids, it's just a cool looking room. I think it's. I, I imagine it was a real room, and they just said, "Oh, let's shoot the interview in here." Yeah, know? it looks pretty badass. Of course. It, it looks like the walls are going to start moving, but whatever. Boy, the, the <laughs> subtitles just totally misspelled ketamine. Nice. Ketamine? Yeah. What is ketamine? The horse tranquilizer they're talking about in the scene. Why do you know about ketamine? Because I went to college. And we did a lot of drugs. <laughs> I went to college. Did you go to horse raping college? Why do you know I'm about not, horse tranquilizers? Because I went to college in the 70s, and we knew about all the tranquilizers. I didn't ever, ever sample ketamine myself. It sort of came later. But, well played, Trey. Uh, but, uh, you know, PC, well, you want to talk well about PCP? Uh, you know, I'll tell you all about oh, it. Oh, man. NASA-approved yeah. stamp. Okay. That's a poorly designed William stamp. William Fickner, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. the man who is in every movie. He was, also in, he was also in um two SR-71. Two SR-71 Blackbirds, oh. just for decoration. Oh. A, I love William Fechner. B, Brian, how do you feel about um, the difference between this right stuff shot and the shot in the right stuff that would later become known as the right stuff shot, where it's the entire crew walking in slow motion? Bum, 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 well, what do you, well, this movie, uh, do you feel like it's... What? Do you, yeah, that was a, that question lost me on the second right stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. When you said right stuff like 16 times, rapid okay. fire, okay. the okay. second one Something lost about... Me. I'll Characters it, walking slowly. Oh, I'll put it more straightforward. Do you think this? Do you oh, think look, there's you can an see even the top of an SRB, uh, SRB just kind of lying off to the side? Do you think there's even a chance that Michael oh, Bay saw the right shuttles. stuff and then intelligently made a reference to that? Yeah, I'm, yeah, no, yeah. I'm sure he's intentionally doing yeah. a reference. Yeah. Would, it's, just, it's just how you do it. I mean, and it's, also, yeah. I mean, he, he knows he knows he's aware of the movie The Right Stuff, and what this is kind of the same thing. But you Boom. know what, though, I don't think it has anything to do with The Right Stuff, just because that's another space movie. That's every action movie where there's a oh, group God. of people walking. You know what I mean? Like every movie where there's a group of yeah. well, no, of hot ass. A hot chick is an astronaut is the hottest thing of all time. Yeah, there you go. Well, I know three. I know The Right Stuff. This is she and then Monsters <laughs> Inc., which then parody. That makes no sense because you still have to stop to get gas. Yeah. <laughs> now here, and here's talking the, about that. Yeah. Another indication of you know how beloved he is by our government. This is the actual weightless training tank that NASA uses. I mean, this that is the, this is the real stuff. See, there's more anechoic chamber here. Yeah, Trey's um, done. Uh, you've done your diving. You, you're yes. certified as a scuba diver. Yes. Yes. I have. Now this is the thing yeah. that I saw. Is the armadillo? Like, the armadillo is pretty movie. badass. I like that the armadillo. That is a cool design. Well, it looks like the new Nolan Batmobile. It kind of no, does. I, I think it looks more like um, uh, the. What was the thing from the drilling thing from a uh, uh, oh, stupid, stupid Schwarzenegger movie? Three Tits. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Total Recall. Total Recall. Remember the thing that drilled in Total Recall? Sure. Yeah. Benny. It looked Benny like the cab driver. On, it looks like that on steroids to me. I was always like, that was. This is what that should have been if that was made more recently. I think it looks more like my Civic on steroids. Yeah. Here's another sequence of we had too many millions when we made this movie. We don't. We don't need this sequence, but you know we can afford it, so we're going to do it. I'm always surprised to see jet fighters. This is almost unrelated, although it is. 
<laughs> but just because they have such short wings. I mean, I, I usually yeah. expect to see very long, wide wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have these little, like, 15-foot like little... long... Yeah, yeah. Just... The bigger your wings are, the less maneuverability you have. But don't you lose less... Uh, don't you have less lift? That's what you yeah, make up for it by having yeah, a rocket engine. By rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They have stronger engines. So, so they're basically... And they're lighter as well. They're lighter than a 747. Etymologically, shouldn't we call them Bernoulli fighters? Because jet <laughs> is a new word, and they're basically just fucking Bernoulli in the ass. What are no, the no, odds? No. What are the Bern- odds Bernoulli as well? is a Bernoulli is a... The Bernoulli principle is about lift in general. It has nothing to do with propellers versus uh But wouldn't jets. the wings have to be at like hey, a 45 hey, degree angle? To hey, keep look, everybody. Up? Star Wars reference. They There's made Star, Star Wars, Wars reference in the movie. Oh, what? I missed it. They're like Chewbacca. us. They the made Chewbacca, Chewbacca Han reference. Solo. I'm, I'm Chewy. And, it is, I, I, and again, I suspect, I tend to suspect that's one of those things where just like, like you do with Owen Wilson, you just sort of like, okay, Owen, I'm going to point the camera at you yeah. and you just be wacky for about five minutes and maybe we'll use it. And like you said, so. this was before he was really the Owen Wilson and I forgot he was in this movie. I, I like I like very much the spacesuits in this movie. I think the spacesuits like, are pretty why? badass. I like because they're very cool and they are, they 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 have a, a reality to them that I think works. I like that as a team they are essentially the grown up versions of every like made for TV like Disney kids movies where there's like they're so diverse like they the only thing they're missing is like a Chinese woman. And then essentially, <laughs> and a guy in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah and a guy, back, yeah. Like there's well, well, so. Billy Bob Thornton does have a leg so, brace. It's like we got the country boy, we got the big tattoo yeah. biker, and we got the black guy, and Where's we got the, the old Republican. Where's the guy from dude. Brooklyn? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really. It's That's so Buscemi. Yeah, Buscemi. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Yes, now right. I might have missed every other real world example of the word rockhound. All I've got is Shawshank and this. In Shawshank, he says, "I'm kind of a rockhound," which means he likes rocks. Which is what that means. But his name is Rockhound. Which I infer by context clues means that he likes to have sex with every hole that he sees. I don't like no, the way you said context. No, it means he's a, he's a geologist. That's what a rockhound is, a geologist, a person who's into, into minerals. That's the joke here. Okay, yeah. now... We call him rockhound. So it took them... Reality because he's a geologist. But, but the because he's a hound. Here, it's the hound part. So in yeah. five days, they're ready for space. Yeah. Well, you know, they That's got 18 total. So there you hey, go. how long did it take you to get ready for space? Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm like, ready now. Is it, I'm, are you, are, are you asking, saying there's a ship ready yeah. to go? I'm, I'm totally go. ready for I'm space right now. My sneakers. Brian, if yeah. I ever get a billion dollars for anything, I'm going to give you two, $200 million Yay. just so you can go into space. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> there you go. I'm not going to pay for your fucking house, but I will let you go into space. If I go into That's space, right. I, I don't need a house. If I give you $200 million, don't blow it on no house. You know, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. You know that somewhere there's some B-roll of Billy Bob Thornton with these little ships going like, yeah. zing, zing, like, boom. Like holding them around like Zoom. a little kid would really, really, instead of just walking with them, like actually yeah, move sure, them. Sure, 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 yeah. I well, want to see that. Be that was my whole thing when I was a kid. Uh, between the ages of like maybe four and maybe eight, that uh, I always liked airplane toys the most because you didn't have to sit on the ground to play with them, <laughs> which is a weird foreign concept <laughs> to me now. Okay. But at the time, I was just like walking around my house just going, and it was totally realistic. I know. And that's the thing. I, I never understood. My, my mom bought me a really cool uh, Luke, Yoda, and Dagobah set to play with. I mean, brag. And, and I had to Richie sit on my ground, uh, sit on my on my room, on, on the floor of my room, and just make fucking the <laughs> X-Wing come out. I was like, I don't understand what playing is fun. Boy, Lucius Malfoy used to have a really lame wand. 
<laughs> he had a big rock on the end of it. That was that was really sad. He's Phil Horn. Why not just hold the rock? I think you can't Avada Kedavra yeah, with yeah, that. Do you need Do you need a stick? Yeah. Why can't you just have the just guy hold the rock? Hold the rock. The stick, for even sake. the even the spaceships. They, yeah. they, the stick serves zero yeah. purpose other than making it a little bit further away from your body. It makes it look a little more, be- a little better than the, literally holding the shuttles and literally going. Yeah, it's zoom. like it's like no, because a, sh- a shuttle is a toy. A shuttle with a stick coming out of its ass, like it's a friggin' popsicle. That's a that's, professional that visual aid. That is made for salient points. That's right. We just talked about William Fichtner, who is probably the least, or I guess most obscure, of all the character actors whose names I know. Mm. This guy right here who's just talking, he also plays Phil in That Thing You Do. And I he, think that Fichtner is the most least obscure, but he's just the one who nobody, nobody knows his name. That guy's yeah. in every single, in every no, no, single no, movie. No, no, but that's my thing. Like, I know his name. And he, I still have he the is, Con. He's the most random dude whose name I know. Yeah. I don't know this guy, and I... I the. The first thing that comes to my mind is he played Phil Horace in that thing you do. He was the guy uh, that said, right. "I think this yeah. is a hit record." I have no idea what his name is. Oh, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was in a. Uh, I even know. I too. even know Nick Searcy. I've been in there. I've been in there. I've been in there. I've been in that room. And yeah. where is where is that room? That is historic Mission Control. Yeah, but you ever done it? Have you ever done it looking as badass as? Oh, I stood, I stood in Gene Kranz's spot, and I looked awesome. Now, Brian, that's on the third floor of the Kennedy Space Center, right? Now, no, this, that's, is, that's this is pretty Space bad. Center. This is pretty badass. You get to sit in the the, the yeah rocket. Bell. But I say I um in the in the engine bell of a Saturn V. I will say that it looks I, like uh, it was shot in the museum in Huntsville. Okay, though. no, no, Might that's be. that's Kennedy Space Center because that's. There's, sure. there's oh, that bra strap. Because yeah. there's only it's, one place where a Saturn V is on the okay, inside, this, and that's Kennedy Space I will Center. say that this right here yeah. will never happen. No <laughs> father will yeah. ever just, gonna let that just, ride. just peer and let that ride. Like, all right, yeah. now I'm going to watch my daughter no be sexual. No way. That shit would have been cut. That shit would have been broken down immediately. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay I feel like I've seen a Saturn V on its side in a room. I thought it was at a- Kennedy, not at Johnson. Really? Yeah. Is Johnson in Huntsville? I've seen a Johnson no, John- on its side. Johnson in a room. is in Houston. They're, they have they have one at Johnson Space Center in Houston, but it's outside. I, well, the one at Kennedy in Florida right. is inside. <laughs> but I, I feel wanna, like I went to that place at Space Camp, which was in Alabama. I just want to note that the, the my, physics of what just occurred are impossible because the way he was sitting, he could not have put his hands yeah, yeah. around her to get that ring on that yeah, way. That's the most awkward proposal. Yeah, I like that was, how that's your one physics-based yeah, problem happen. with the movie. <laughs> I don't can, know can we just take a step back, though? And so it, you know, If you could make out with Liv Tyler in 1999 in the engine bell oh of a Saturn God. V, wouldn't that just be about the most extreme moment of your life? You Train. You could have, you could have cut that. I would make out with you. Yeah, in the, I, in the engine bell. Yeah, exactly. Saturn V, it's done. It's I, went, over. I went a different it's way. It's happening, it. baby. It's I went totally a different happening. way. I was going to say you could have just ended that sentence with in 1998 or whatever it was. Yeah. You don't need the end. It doesn't matter where no, it is. Saying, but, no, you totally yeah. need the engine bell. Yeah, that's totally. it. You do. That's one you thing. Can't get but then you add, a like, by the way, nearby. by the way, did I mention you're doing it in the engine bell of the most powerful rocket I mean, come on. If you can't get it up under those circumstances, you know, that's it. Anyways, I will say real quick. Uh, William Fitchner, I uh, saw him Ficked. at Fink, whatever Fink. Wait, we think. Uh, I saw him at Comic Con. Oh, cool! Because he's in a new uh, with Nick Cage, and he's in a new movie. Um, he's in every movie, Jake. He Come is. On. <laughs> he is in every movie, but he's in uh, this new movie with Nick Cage. It's a 3D movie called Drive Angry. Nice. And it looks atrocious, but fun. If that makes sense, like it looks like a movie that's going to be terrible opening weekend, but it's probably going to be one of those things to go see. Like movers. No, way it was like 150 times better than that because this is going to be something that people actually care about and it's going to have a story. Um, so, but in any case, uh, he was—I will say this—like the most dry, non-personal guy I've ever seen on a panel at Comic Con. 
like he did not want to be there. And it was kind of crushing because I've always I've always imagined that he's like the funnest dude. Like because he's in all these kind of cool indie movies. And he's I'll always, bet you Fechner is fine. You know what I mean? Like, but he, he wasn't he wasn't cool at all. He, like Nick Cage was like was laughing it up and he was sarcastic well, and people know, were asking he's, he's questions. Fechner is more like a, like. What are you kidding me? Fechner's probably done this panel way more than Nick Cage has. He's been in like every sci-fi indie yeah. like nerd movie ever. He's Mister Contact, dude. He was in like what, wasn't he in Underworld or, or, or Ultraviolet? He's in like tons of these movies. Jake, I do this podcast to talk about movies, not so you can break my heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I was also I was disturbed. But it's like, fun for me when both happens. I was disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is true. <laughs> in any case, yeah, I just, I just saw the Perfect Storm again the other day, and he's awesome in the Perfect Storm. He's a legitimate I like love thug. That movie. He's a thug, which is like hard to believe. Can, now, I have a Ken question Hudson real quick Campbell about is um, fat dude. We just saw a shot. It was an insert. I want to bring it up, but Jake was talking, and I didn't interrupt him because I have respect. That was sweet. Um. Every time you What's see going it, on here, though? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ah, you said <laughs> <much>. <laughs> there was a shot a second ago of all these pipes coming out of what was all the different fuel tanks for this thing. Mm-hmm. And they had lit the end of the tubes on fire. But I see that a lot. I even see that in movies where they're like illustrating like oil tanks and shit like that. Is there any reason to like light a flame the output of various exhaust pipes? Or is that literally just a movie thing? I can't think of a reason to boil off that that chemical off the top of their because I'm always worried that it's going to go back through the tube and make everything blow up. But I've seen in this, and I think it was Jarhead, where they had like these pipes coming out of the ground in this and movie, fire. gas in that movie, just straight up oil. I want and they lit it on fire, and I don't get. May, I want somebody maybe earlier in that scene to go, "Come on, rookie, puck that thing." Maybe it's natural because that guy is in the movie. Why would it's, it catch well, oil, oil, oil rigs uh, burn it off because it's just natural gas and you don't want to just vent it or, you want to say the atmosphere. Well, you actually same, burn yeah. it off. Oh, oh, they, that's Wait, a good do idea. Do they boil it off and natural gas things? Yeah, if, if it's, it's, a, it's a byproduct of, um, of, of oil. Of, of oil, you know, so, so that, oil so that by light, so by lighting into the pipe, it doesn't get into the air. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're actually burning it, so it doesn't just go. release all these hydrocarbons into the air. There you go. That could be the reason. There used to be one off the five freeway that was, you know, burned for like 20 years. I think they they finally shut it down. But it was this is old constant little little tube that was just burning by the freeway. Interesting. Would, by the exit, I would take for 10 years. I found out, uh, I, and this might be completely made up, but I remember was it Nixon that had the eternal flame on his grave? Kennedy. Kennedy, Kennedy. I'm sorry. Oh my Nixon. God! I cannot yeah. believe I'm yeah. making yes. The beloved that President Nixon was amazing. In the beloved case, martyred President Nixon. I had heard, and this again might be fake, but I had heard. Oh that, my God! That shot is atrocious. I'm sorry. That yeah. right there. Yeah. Oh. oh my God! They had oh, made Michael this. Bay. Hate, See, Michael okay. Bay makes no apologize. No apologies. He just does that shit. Can I just say? He just goes there. I am. I am not like an anti-patriot. I love this country. <laughs> All right. I will live in no other country. Jake is but making the universal sign here it for comes. But There's nothing that bothers me more than a guy in front of an American flag. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Remember it that shot me in crazy. Avatar where it's the old dude in front of the, yes, the, the thing that looks set like, up exactly yeah, like yeah, an yeah, American yeah, flag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm. Oh, it, there's nothing that bothers me more about that. Even in things that I like, like I, I don't know. Anyway, there, there are no American it's pretty flags extreme. and things you yeah. like. I don't know what you're talking about. If you've got the Chris balls to do it, the only like time that. that ever worked was the music video for Real American for Hulk Hogan. And the opening, that was the only and, time. And the opening and scene and of Patton. Patton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Chris Ellis is the guy's okay, name, wait, by the way. Okay, wait. Guys, oh, there it is. Boy. Ladies and gentlemen. Everybody. Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Sings to his daughter getting getting animal crackered. We haven't, uh, we haven't, crackered. We haven't done one of these for this episode yet. We should go around the table. Aerosmith, good, bad, otherwise... 
I actually like Aerosmith. Aerosmith is fucking Brian? amazing. Brian? Yeah, Aerosmith is great. They're, they're, they're cool. They're legendary. They're, they're, they, they were yeah. cool before you guys were born, and they're still kind of cool. That's they're, what's amazing. I saw Steven Tyler sing the national anthem at the Indy 500 in 1997. Nice. And he actually got a uh, like a reprimand in the local newspaper because he sh- he changed uh, uh, Land of the Free, Home of the Brave to Land of the Indianapolis 500 and the Home of the wow. Brave. Wow. And he got a huge editorial. Wow. Yeah. About how he changed that fucking shit. He was well, trying to, he was trying to pander and it backfired on him. The people second, in Indiana have nothing else to do. I, we, we really don't. No, they're my, true patriots, man. My, my yeah, second yeah, yeah. anecdote about that is that my dad uh, is okay. a... Okay. <laughs> Hello. Really, really quickly. I'm sorry. This thing's getting me hot. It really is. It totally but is. It's, it's really not shot that well. Now that I'm watching it... Like it's when, a rim light. When, when no, 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 no. This looks fine. The, 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 but when they cut over his shoulder... Look, she's not even looking at. It. Look how far to the left she's looking. Her eyeline is. Yeah, yeah, her eyeline is terrible. She's looking at the car, going. Yeah. Oh, I think put, put, needs to put some air in that tire. Awesome. Hello. Okay. This, back to Stephen. An Tyler. entire generation of guys didn't know how to seduce yeah, women Aerosmith. thanks to this movie. Aerosmith. So you stuff animal crackers in their pants. Is that how it works? Oh, it totally works. Okay. Actually, my dad, who I went to the Indy 500 with, uh, is a uh, a renowned singer. He also he, he did the he sang like the national anthem at like baseball games and stuff right like on. that. He was really good. Uh, and he has this whole thing about how the national anthem is this really terribly difficult thing to sing because the is. melody starts yeah. an yeah. octave and a half lower than it ends, mm-hmm. so you can't always start. You know, da 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 da. You can't start that high because you'll end up in the stratosphere. You can't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, Steven Tyler did. And his whole thing was, I cannot believe he was able to start that high and then end the song at the end. Yeah. So he and I are having this weird moment of like singing prowess ability conversation like i can't believe he's able to do that's amazing and the entire rest of fucking indiana was like he changed out part of the patriot yeah. jingoistic lyrics yeah. that were written 70 years after the melody did you fucking- notice that he sang the crap out of it though yeah no because we but i this, like aerosmith this- and my girlfriend doesn't and i, I have a problem they, i have a problem I, with that this I, this I love aerosmith this scene and this little mini arc and this scene specifically in this movie is the only thing that actually hits me on any kind of emotional level. Just looking at him, looking at the little kid, like the like, absent dad with the spatial yeah. toy. Just the yeah, it's well, it's, it's just the, some, his look right there. You know, whatever yeah. whatever he's saying, he's it doesn't good. matter. But it's just his behavior. This, like, this actor oh. here is another actor whose name yeah. I wish I could come up with, but I can't come yeah, up with he's... it. But um, but uh, actually, uh, my favorite roles of his, weirdly enough, is he's the bad guy in The Postman. And uh, yeah. for a guy who yeah. looks like a nebbishy, I mean, actually, they even make a thing of it in The Postman because they talk about it's a post-apocalyptic, you know, the Kevin Costner flop, which actually I kind of like. And he talks about how before Armageddon, literally the Armageddon would, of The okay. Postman, that he was a copier salesman. All right, you That's know what, what he says. He was a copier salesman. They became the head of, that you know, was, you're now, right. see, here you go. You're this, right, Brian. That was a very touching moment. Of course. And then we got, we, we got to immediately but, wipe the slate clean and do this yeah. now. But, but what I'm saying For, is Forget uh, you ever saw any of that emotional shit. But yeah, wait, exactly. Why would he put the thing on the ground and not just hand it to her? Just like for, the ship, he puts it on the ground. Reasons. But yeah, but wouldn't it? Wouldn't I think it would have sold better in her hand if she, like, yeah, she put her hand out? It might have been. Like he put it on the no, stoop no, in front of her. Like no, I, I can can't actually, walk near you. I can I actually see that. Yeah, yeah like you know, because maybe you know the last time they were together, she slapped him or he hit her or whatever it was. You know, it's yeah. it's just this thing like, it's like a restraining, I know, restraining order. Thing. Yeah, we're not allowed to be close even physically. Here's yeah, another example of the excess of this movie. It's like we have this incredible scene with these you know the, these hot android women. Um, but not only that, but the strip club is apparently a goddamn cathedral of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Dude, in movies, it's it, like a strip club inside the Matrix. Yes, exactly. Movie. It totally is. <laughs> the, only a, thing it's missing, the only thing it's missing is Rammstein in the background. 
Really? Oh, man. Like I, on on stage, I mean, not like yeah, not, not like just the music. Yeah, not just the song, but them. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. clubs in the movies are so much cooler than I, anything. There's I, always totally vampires. And also, also New York strobes. apartments. New York I, apartments are so yeah. much nicer in There's the There's always five stories, and yeah. the, it's all open in the middle. Like you can see each story from the center dance floor. Yeah, it's fantastic. I know I mentioned it on uh, one of the Transformers commentaries, but I was a PA on a Michael Bay uh, commercial once, and part of one of the scenes was a nightclub thing. Uh-huh. And just the most amazing collection of beautifully, physically yeah. perfect women you have ever seen in your life. Just yeah. sitting in extras holding. Yeah. It's like, I had oh my ex- God. I had my that God, exact people. same experience where I was watching like 250 guys who I know are all you actors could've, could've from the You could have the sentence right there. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all wearing... Bad news, Chinese people. But between like fucking PFC and Jesus, every single... Ooh outfit in the military and it's just like 400 all right um shot in point extras come over here and all these guys that are between like just straight up camouflage and like the guys that are just like the president okay i have a question real quick i'm just sorry. sitting in extras holding i'm sorry just sitting there eating apples and, and waiting for their their call time in that scene that we just saw uh, the thing hit a big massive think of uh, a group of water uh, whatever body of water and then the water destroyed everything, and it exploded. It exploded. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody noticed that, but the the the, the meteor ash or whatever it is, yeah, it, right. it it fired through a couple of buildings, which exploded, which fine, whatever. And then it hit a body of water, and then the water created waves that, that made things explode. Well, you see, you see, the water hit the uh, the traditional the Chinese drum- junks, which are actually nuclear powered. Yeah, the right. nuclear powered Chinese junks. That was and the reactors overheated. Hey, the camera's not moving. This, this is the camera's not moving in this scene. What happened, Michael? Are you okay? They're probably shooting this at the end of the day. They just didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The camera crew went home or something. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, he must be making Bay, a point. What is Bay, he trying to tell us? Bay had to take a piss and like, quick, quick, let's shoot this stuff <laughs> yeah. while he's Second gone. Second unit shot I, this. Yeah, right? I think that's so telling that when Michael Bay wants to make a point thematically, he, he doesn't move the yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually he just shoots the, the camera. He actually shoots the scene. Well, you know, it's it's such a prevalent thing now that you know the the feature I just shot. The mandate was don't ever. Not move the camera. Yeah, this is I the mean, very first time in history that something important happened in Florida. Yeah. Well, there was the Fountain of Youth. I've been there. I've been there. Be, I have be, been be, there. Be. I have friends that work there. I, know, I was saying I've been there too. Oh, really, I have friends well, that work there. Friends that work there too. I wonder if they know each other. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You live in. We both. We know yeah, each other both, from friends. In we Florida. have mutual Florida friends. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good chance of the same people. Hey. Um, yes, Jake. <laughs> Go on. I was just captivated momentarily yeah. by by See, things occurred. Here's a Bayism. Here it's like he can actually make light bulbs into okay. cataclysmic events in this scene. With the, when the I, light bulbs coming on, it goes. And it's how, a close I haven't up. even mentioned Fantastic. how much I despise the whole idea of secret space shuttles. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> well, they're not, well, they're not secret I, anymore. When oh, I went, God. when I went, uh, the worst part. I'm sorry. The worst part of that is somehow it ended up in the West Wing, and that becomes a major plot point towards the end of the West Wing. That's actually kind of what my friend works on. It's a, it's a, now here's a, a here's a strange little a strange little thing. Oh. The thing that I remember. Oh about, no, wait, that's the Apollo. It's the Apollo one pad. Apollo one pad. Yeah, with, but the thing that uh, the thing that's weird about this is it cuts in the middle of the reveal. There's a big dolly shot yeah. that is clearly headed for the plaque, and then it cuts away, and then cuts back in. It's one of the stranger cuts. Wait you know, a second. B- back back in the day, that was a rule that you wouldn't cut on a on a move like that. But uh, M- Michael Bay breaks the rules, man. The pad is all burnt up. But Apollo 1 didn't burn down on the pad. It burned down in a room. In the, in the cockpit up top. Yeah. No, but the, it's, it's not well, burned out. Pa- no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, it was, not burned. It was in like a test room, wasn't it? 
No, it no, was, it was, it was on, the, on the rocket. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The but way Earth to the Moon shows it is, it's like because that was that, that was the white room that was connected. But the, yeah, the, the room encircles the top writing, of the rocket. If I could bring up a writing thing really quickly, please do. It bothers me, and and there's something that I myself, as somebody who's been, I've been writing a lot lately, just because I want to start pumping out. Just just even if they never get made, I just want to start writing more. And whenever you need to tell a story, and I get it, it's a movie. We all have to. Do it. Like I said, I just wrote a script where literally the entire thing was nearly backstory, and the we already know this thing, but. When a daughter is talking to her father, she does not say my mother. She says yeah. mom or yeah. a name, even if they're not around. I don't blame you for my mother leaving is not something you would say to your father. I don't blame you for mom leaving. And little things like that drive me crazy. It's funny because... And, bring, and they bring me out of the moment. They bring me out of the realistic relationship at these two We've been doing have. Down in Front for almost two years. And as you know, scenes don't bother me nearly as much as people calling other people my brother or my sister. I I have a sister. I have never called her my sister. I've called her Taryn. Her name is Taryn. I yeah, call her yeah. Taryn. Or, hey, well, you, and I point to her. I never say, by the way, my sister. Fucking that drives me up the wall. <laughs> but, but you okay. know what, though? But that, that, is, yeah, that is ridiculous. But even when you're talking about it, another person who's not in the room to, another, to somebody else, if, they, if it, you're in a relationship with that person, then you don't need to. You know what I mean? Like, it's different, if it's different if I'm talking to you, Teague, and you don't know my brother, and I say, oh, yeah, my brother is a police officer. Other than if you and I were brothers... And he was our other brother, and I said, "My brother is a police officer." You would go, "Yeah, you mean Crick?" <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's just what are you talking there's about? Just little. You mean the other gentleman that we've been spending yes, the past yes. twenty five years? That, the man whose genetic material we share. That That's who you're referring me to. Crazy and stuff. And that was a perfect example because she looked at Bruce Wilson and said, "I don't believe you for my mother leaving." Brian, you have a sister, right? Yeah. And Jake, you have a shit ton of siblings. Yeah. And Trey, I think you're an only child. Uh, yeah, I have a sister. I have two sisters. I have a sister and a half a sister. See, technically, she's this big. Wow. <laughs> I never knew you had. A, I was going to say, is that why you're you? But I can't believe you. That's amazing. You just blew my mind. I, I might as well be an only child. We don't speak much, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it's. I might as well be an only child because I hate everybody. That's right. It's like it's spiritually, I'm that, an only child. That is so awkward because of because of the suit he's wearing. Yeah, she has to put her legs. Yeah, like, ouch. Around, yeah, yeah. Like she yeah. can't touch. You know the that she's, you know they had to adjust the dress. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah totally. She's got an exhaust port right where you don't want one right there. But, that's really uh, sad. What I love about this scene, this is where this is Ben a, Affleck grabs up Liv Tyler scene. and they all sing, Living on a Jet Plane. If they all get to pick her up, it would the, work. I love the fact... And like, the American flag in the background, don't forget. Don't, don't forget. I'm, I'm not going to forget. I love the... Uh, you know, Michael Clark Duncan gets the first part of the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. The, but I love how the fat guy takes the harmony. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's got the right voice. They're oil drillers and barbershop singers. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and his subtitle is Ah. Yeah. Ah. Hey, hey, that's a melody, mother. Deaf people are kind of missing the, the, the joy of this. Now I'm going to say that this this whole sequence building up to the launch. Deaf, deaf is people just, aren't listening to this commentary. Yeah, it's just great. It's great. <laughs> it's a great, you know, tension building, just montage just 10,000 camera angles and. You know, Michael Bay is doing what he does, and it's like this is a, it's a great it's, sequence. By the way, I have a quick and message is, for all of our deaf listeners. <laughs> there, this is a, I, uh, I already, I already uh, made that joke. How do you yeah. do that? Okay. See, there you go. Here, a, suddenly we're in Kansas, and you know it's like. But this is another million a, dollars. It's kind of a, this is kind of a realistic moment. This is one of those moments where in like these things, I am a sucker for this moment in any disaster or global thing or national thing movie. There's always that moment. Where like every, where they show the world watching, yeah. and it, even at the shittiest movie, it gets me every time. You know what I mean? Like anytime it's like, and then it, there's a dude would, in Nebraska, and then there's a guy in New York it, City. Could it be more America? It's like not yeah. not, not only are they as America listening, but apparently America's listening in the 1950s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I was going to say, like, it, would, it, it would get me because it generally gets me too, but it, it doesn't get me because they're cutting to 1952. Yeah. Like, oh no, Sputnik. Okay, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Now, as the... Uh, I think we've reached our limit of Sputnik jokes. Can we just put a yeah, door on moratorium. That? <laughs> as the uh, down in front host or guest who has lived in the most United States, I think. I'm pretty sure I've lived in more states than any other host or guest. I don't know. Let's say, look, we're, I've got, I've got all over the adult. damn world here. I like, have th- that there's moment. an extra five million just for these shots. This sequence works for me because I had the experience of about a week after the, the Jim Cameron movie Avatar came out, I went back to visit my parents uh, south of Memphis, Tennessee, and I went to the movie theater to see something else, and there were people lining up to see Avatar in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, I don't know exactly why that struck me the way it did, but it occurs to me that I can't believe how big a movie is that people here desperately want to see it and will sell out the showtime at that one theater of this one movie because they want to see it that much. Like the the, the scope of the United States and I guess the world everywhere did not really grab me until I realized there's people in fucking Mississippi and Tennessee that are selling out Avatar showtimes. Isn't there a sequence where they ride down the baskets? That's you're thinking of fucking McHale's Navy, Brian. <laughs> they ride down the. There baskets. it is. Yeah, there's, there's a, a Taj Mahal. There's there's a Taj Mahal shot. Yeah. Where's it go? A million dollars, Shrek. Yep. Cha-ching. Yep. There's there's a, a escape <laughs> system that if something happens while the shuttle's still on the path, the astronauts can jump out of the shuttle and there they are, right there on the left. Those basket, yeah. basket ride, ride those baskets down. Uh, I thought there was a shot of them actually doing it, but no. I guess not. But my friend, is that the thing they're riding why would, up in? Why a, would they? They're wait, leaving. Wait. They're not coming back. But is that the yeah, thing? It's like an escape thing. In real back. life, it's an escape thing. And yeah, the shuttle's yeah. about to blow up. Yeah, I, I could have sworn there was a sequence in the movie. Were they riding it up? No, 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 no. They're, they're riding oh. it like part I'm of training. What movie you're thinking about? Is that the thing that's part of the training montage? I thought, but maybe it was. We were talking over it. Is that the the um? There's a but anyway, something like that in Apollo 13. Is that the same no, thing? No, there's something like that in Apollo 13. Where they're like, chunk, and they walk down the hallway. Is that the basket you're talking okay, about? Okay, so they're the taking elevator? two separate shuttles, right? No, no, no. Yes. So that's something else. And now... All these shuttles, which are plainly actually shuttles and not their super secret titanium yeah, yeah, yeah. bullshit. Well, you, you, know, you know how expensive it is to But the fact the that they're shuttle. up here, oh, they're actually here. They're actually on the pads. Yeah, and oh, we're about to a, see real shuttle launches, too. Yeah. Brian, uh, what's the uh, closest... Because we've given you like 14 commentaries of you're the authority on NASA. What's the closest you've ever been to a spacefaring it's more craft? More like ASA. Uh, Am I right? Am wah, I right? Wah, high five. Uh, feet. I've, I've touched them, uh, depending on... Really? Y- yeah. Pre-launch or post-launch? Well, like post Well... I mean, I went to the space camp, so I saw like old Saturn Vs yeah, yeah. and like the first ship. I mean, uh, that kind okay, of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Because I know, I know that your friends are like fucking... They, they work on this. Yeah. It looks like well, there my, should my be point, more head support right there. My Doesn't point with like, the baskets yeah. was that my friend really should. My friend is responsible for training the astronauts to use that basket. That system. looks terrible. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Is that, that Travis? No, no, my other friend Marcus. Oh. So it's not the guy that sent you the parts from the actual fucking Saturn or uh, space shuttle launching system from the launch pad. No. Ugh. Which is still got a mount on the wall. God, it's, that's cool. All of them kind of taped over in the corner. Damn, I you know, aside from this podcast, <laughs> legitimately we fucking rule. That's a good line. <laughs> we have we have space things. We do have space things. I have an envelope from Gene Kranz in my room. That's right. All right, now you're telling me that this... Uh, ooh, this, sequence, this sequence always gets the, me. I didn't know Capcom Video Games was part of NASA. Um, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> wah, wah. Real quick, Brian, tell us about your little thing with the uh, a buddy that works... I guess it was a mission control, not and he no, had to name the new part of the thing. But not, not during the He was trying to come sequence, up with what you could call... Yeah, and I saw, I've been meaning to talk to him to figure out how that whole... 
How many different colored lights are in the shuttle space, <laughs> the shuttle cockpit? All of we them. We just saw. Look, we, there we go. <laughs> How many blue. different colors do you need? <laughs> it's the one. The one thing that's weird is just to, to when they launch and there's this blinding like light shining in from right outside. There. It's like where's that coming from? And you exactly? don't see that on their faces. Is that the moon? The what is that? Yeah, this is just cringeworthy. It's really? not just cringeworthy. It's fucking awesome. Uh, it's so epic. It's, we're going to come uh, back. I, Brian, I have more things to say about what we just talked about. But we're in our uh, we're space launching. countdown there thing. We go. So I want to give this to you and Trey, two guys that I, I know know about the space program. Thoughts? How is this playing out for you? Well, these well, are real space the, shuttle launches. The, these these the, are real shots. Well, so there's, they, there's footage cut into the, uh, How about the uh, the two in. space shuttles? Like, yeah, that's, that's real? That, that's not that, real. That is, that's, no, that's real. Well, and they, it's real with an extension. They're real and they added the extra little boosters that make it the special rocket. But, but my actually, question is, is, there's two of them. Are, are they just two independent ones? Are they they're, they're, simultaneously? They're, they're two, no, be, no, because they would never launch two space yeah. shuttles within 30 seconds of each other. Ever, ever. They're two night launches that are then blended together by an optical. Okay, see, those pipes, those are water pipes. Sure, sure. Brian, that's my what, question. What, that's Why would there never be two at once? It's hard enough to launch one correctly. Yeah, because you, because any number of ten thousand different things can go wrong on one. You, and th- so they would not have two out. mission controls for two different ships at once. No, not not within thirty seconds. It's, it's all we. C- it's all, it's it's the limit of our ability to launch one at a yeah. time. So my question, my question is, is in the movie. They're launching both simultaneously. Yes. Or are they yeah. or are they thirty seconds apart. No, no, apart? thirty seconds apart. Okay, because I'm I'm. It looks like to me like I'm just seeing the same inserts. Yeah, they're doing so, that. So movie there's thing. there's a combo of two different yeah, launches. They're there doing you that. There you go. Right there, there's right the there. master. There okay, now wait, now wait, now wait, wait. Trey, Brian, again, Jake. I don't mean to exclude you, but I know that Brian fu- was fucking Mr. NASA, and Trey knows everything. That's I fine. am Mr. NASA. True, and I, I, I do know everything. I like women. So wait, wait, wait. So how? I would imagine if you had, if you for some reason, and I guess this movie is our, our magic Why beans are, spinning so much? we have to do two. That is, that is actually, it wouldn't be that much or that fast, but they, but do, they do actually roll. They do spin. Now, um, why surmise that you had to launch two space shuttles very, very quickly? What period of time would be sufficient? Are you going to use the same mission control for both of them? Yeah, a day. Oh, Really? Really? Maybe that would that would be hard. If presuming they were both on the pad at the same time, which is a whole other can of worms, then maybe a day. You ever see one? So not even thirty seconds, huh? Did you ever go and see a launch when you were in? Oh yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I I did several. I did two, and I'm fucking retarded. I don't know how to add. Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. If you had two, I actually, at the same I actually time. have. I'm sorry to interrupt, but if if you go to my YouTube page, I, there was a night launch in 2006, I think, that I taped. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Go YouTube. to YouTube.com slash user slash Brian Fennifer? Uh, Himalayan actor. Himalayan, as in Hamill, Spell Ian that. actor. So, wait, so if you had two space shuttles at the same it wouldn't even be 30 seconds. It wouldn't be an hour. It would be 20 hours or a day long. At he, the minimum. You just said that. Yeah. yeah just so, wait, but they both have to, they both have to get the space shuttle. Because there's all it? these consoles and computers and the switches. Space subtle? That is that like space to, that doesn't want to make reset. too much noise? Mm. Well played. So the point is, they only have one gu- one crew of guys that are good enough to make sure that this ship gets off the ground properly. No, no, no. no they, they only have, have one, one mission cruise. control. Yeah, they only have one system. They only have one building, basically, to, to do it. Why a day? They could that, be ready in like two hours? That's me guessing, but that's... I would imagine if people were working... Around the clock at 120, percent you might okay. Go do it. Okay, let me ask a question. It's a matter of getting Wait, the next one to the. Here's sh- another the pad. question: Would the Russian the, space I, station? It's also, presuming the tour on the pad, which happens occasionally. Would the Russian yeah. space station cons- call themselves the Russian space well, station? They couldn't. They couldn't get the rights to call it the Mir. 
Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? They were going to call it the mirror because that's just, what it's supposed to just be. Just make up a word. But the Russians, the Russians didn't. <laughs> this, yeah. Hello, this is this the is, Russian this space. This is Gretevsk, yeah. Oh, the artificial yeah. gravity. But, uh, that's not yeah. how artificial gravity works. Well, it, it's this, this This is like the dumbest of all the things that I know are dumb about this movie. That's Is that, uh, yes, the artificial gravity you know, would work, except you'd be at the end of all those tubes. And also the fact they start spinning before they dock the shuttles. Just to make it harder, I yeah. guess. How do, you, or how do you dock with something oh, when it's God. spinning? That was a bit of a mistake. Well, and now, you, you not only that, they it. show them docking with it spinning. You, you could do it, but you wouldn't do it unless you had to. How long would it take to get to this space station first? It, that fuel? would also take a day or two. Yeah. Because you'd have to catch and, up in And this movie, has it taken literally five minutes? According to the well, movie, they, they didn't say how long it took. Yeah, they yeah, they didn't mean. specify? Wait, wait. Okay. Well, I, but they have the timeline laid out, because they say it's all throughout the movie, uh, yeah. 18 days, yeah, yeah, 15 course. days. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they, I've been paying attention. I was curious. They skip over, you know, it's about a three-day trip to the moon. They don't show us the whole three days, but... Right. But that, I've, I've seen things. God, it looks. Um, to, it feels to me like the odds of like docking a spaceship are physically impossible. It's hard to <laughs> like believe that, that we can do it. Yeah, that to that me we've been doing dude, it for they forty do that, years. They do that shit just with planes. Like they fuel planes in midair. Like yeah. big, these big fuel. And what's to me, funny that's like is that amazing. No, no, no I'm with you on that. Although I'm always more amazed when they do it with planes. And less amazed when they do it with spaceships. I don't <laughs> well, know they, if that's because I give more credit to the guys that make sure that spaceships actually work than the guys that make planes work. Because, you know, fucking, there's probably 4,000 guys that can make that shit work with airplanes and, like, maybe 100 or 200 guys that make that work with spaceships. I don't know what it is. But it seems easier to me to make a tube land on an airplane well, and, than and make two air, two fucking spaceships at 17,000 yeah. miles an hour actually dock. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. from the Earth to the Moon, when they're working and they, had, they say for the first time, okay, we've got to figure out how we're going to dock two spaceships, the guy in charge says, okay, this is what we, get, we, have, what we have to figure out. You guys come over to my house this Saturday. You stand on one side of the house. I'll stand on the other. And we'll both chug balls over the roof of the house at each other, and we have to make them hit. That's the job that we have to yeah, figure out. And it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. I love it. Yeah. And that, I know people who do it. It boggles my mind. That, we, that's, so that's, awesome. we get it. All right? Name drop. Even though I was, I was around during the Gemini program, I, I didn't realize that the whole point of the Gemini program was to practice each individual part of getting to the moon. Yeah. You know, that they were just like, one, one mission was all right. about, we're going to yeah. practice docking two spaceships because we don't know how the hell that's going to work. If, you, right. if yeah. you go to, um, I know there's elsewhere, but if you go to the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, they have a very nice space and space exploration exhibit. Oh, and the they, Chicago Museum. I've actually been Museum there. of Science and Industry. Well, yeah. Chicago has many museums, but uh, MSI, uh, in their space exhibit, they have like a basically a little arcade game where you can dock your Gemini capsule to I did that. your Athena booster. I they failed. Used, they used to have that in a, yeah, in a very too. crude way. They used to have that at the original Air and Space Museum in D.C. when I was like nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would stand in line for the, when the doors would open in the morning to be sure that I could get in and play with that thing because it was so awesome. Trey, I wish you were were not 20 years older than us because I feel like we would have all gotten along post high school <laughs> so much better <laughs> you guys not are, better just, you guys would have been way too cool no, to my whole thing was I was really, totally really horrible thing to say to somebody <laughs> that's really yeah. no it's just you're it's, like I wish you were I wish you were younger or we were older so that we weren't essentially strangers yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's essentially what you just said <laughs> and that is essentially what I fucking meant Jay. now I'm no. gonna I'm, I'm gonna say that was very sort of nice what you said but uh, I'm going to jump ahead here because I was just referencing this scene yesterday while talking to the fellow who's editing the feature I just shot 
um, because there's something I've always suspected. I would bet money. I know I've never heard this or said this, but I will bet you money that this is true. What I'm about to say is suddenly in the middle of this sequence, NASA goes to this turn on the personal locators. And we start seeing a schematic of the space shuttle, the space station with little blips going everywhere, which, which, which they've never referenced before. And they never reference again. And you go, well, how, what, what is that? How do they have that they have, technology? Right, do you remember when T-Mobile first, it was like, yo, where you at? And the exactly. little blurb comes up on the screen. But That's here's, <laughs> and the, re- the reason that that, I'm sure the reason that and exists, if you guys had TV and got that reference, it exists you, only you would have enjoyed that exists only in post is because they, they cut the scene together and some yeah. cool head said no one can tell what the fuck is going yeah, on in this exactly. we have no idea where these people are yeah. in relation to we have each no other idea who's where station. so we're going to invent this whole little insert setup to, to explain here they come and here they go and the reason i was telling the editor of the movie i just did is because my movie needs that too <laughs> it's like, we have a sequence at the end that is incomprehensible so it's like but we have the perfect opportunity to add a, a, a graphic that says here's that they're here they're there they're here they're there and and show what's happening in a way that the movie itself does Trey, i'm disappointed after 17 months of down in front you need that scene <laughs> I needed two more days of shooting is what I needed. Oh, in that case, I'm impressed that you made that, it work. That yeah. movie needed a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, I want to talk about the um, the International Space Station, uh. ISS, also Mir, also whatever weird facsimile of every damn thing that this movie is putting in front of our faces. How accurate of a space station are they portraying? I, w- I will give them this one. This is not even a screenwriting thing. This isn't a down-in-fronty movie talk thing. It's more like there's two guys in the room that know, and I want to know. Okay. Uh, how, how real-ish? Well, the whole artificial gravity thing and thing exploding, obviously, is all bullshit. One thing that they do get kind of right that is that is funny and frightening that it's real is Mir, which is the Russian space station, was in orbit for like 15 years and run by the Russians. Uh, by the end of it, there was so much patchwork and like just kind of shortcuts and quick Little fixes. Little MacGyver stuff. or paperclip holding? Yeah, like, oh, well, we got to fix this, so we'll run this pipe for now or run this tube. Uh, duct tape. So they would have pipes and shit like that running through the whole thing from capsule or from module to module to the point where that if you had to shut off one module hey, from another for whatever say, reason, you wouldn't be able to. Here do it, it is. Cut to graphic that comes out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> and just exists to tell you who's where. You know what though? It, it, it's genius. It's absolutely no. It's absolutely <laughs> it's, necessary. That's why I'm referencing it as this is uh, the one, as I said. I think I've said in other commentaries. The the one most useful bit of information I got from film school. Any sequence can be saved with inserts. And so wait, so Brian, it, so there was a point where everything had been like patched up so much that if you had literally shut off one just for a second, it would have like temporarily disabled all these different ad hoc solutions they'd come up with that you would disable the entire thingy. Well, who knows? Well, who knows what the patches were specifically? But the 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 point was that because they were ad hoc, the pipes were running through the hatches that the astronauts themselves used, astronauts and cosmonauts, so that if you had to, for whatever reason, close one module off from another, you wouldn't be able to do it because there would be this giant pipe. Tube in the way. The door, in the way. Yeah, the door yeah. isn't there. And oh, I mean, the door can close. If you read the book... So what you're saying is that the it, space program is a sh- uh, just a shit ton of... The, the Russian. The Russian the space, space program. It's kind of like the way electrical lines are run in this apartment. Yeah. Like, you can't close <laughs> yeah. doors, you can't... Oh, you know, yeah. walk passageways without ducking. If you read, there's a book called uh, Dragonfly by Brian Burroughs, I believe is the guy's name. Yeah, Brian Burroughs. It's all about the shuttle mirror program, which was in the 90s. The Americans going, we we want to build our own space station. Okay, wait, like they the, just showed. You know what's funny about they just this did thing? It, and they closed it. They just showed them closing a door with a pipe in the middle. With and a then hose they showed, And then they just light. cut to an insert of the door locking, like yeah. the handle. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's like the no hose just is broken, apparently. Or There you go. That was really funny. Uh... So okay, so the shuttle Mir program was in the '90s. The Americans going, we want to build our own kind of space station like that at some point, but we don't know how. So we'll 
hang out with the Ru- and the Russians would like to have better transportation up to their shit. So we'll do this thing. We'll do a we'll put American astronauts on the space station and have an exchange. And it's the most crazy, absurd clusterfuck of politics and bad engineering and and shit you've ever read in your life. It's inc- it's one of those things. It's incredible how poorly run a pair of space programs actually are. Trey, it's, it's okay. really it's a really fascinating I have movie to, if you're I, at all interested. This I love these scenes where they show NASA and everyone's at work because it makes because as somebody who's done a lot of crappy background and it work falls in Hollywood, off. the module falls <laughs> off falls. and drops in zero. Oh. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Jake, right. someone who's done extra work. I was gonna say it just makes me. It, it, I always find it amusing uh, whenever they show like a scene. Because I, I've been that guy so many times where it's like, okay, this is a, a high-pressure situation. You work for a government organization. We need work. I did this on 24 a lot. Like, there's a lot. <laughs> Just running back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, okay. And essentially, what is helping NASA fix this problem is a bunch of people running with papers from one desk <laughs> to another yeah. desk. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like yeah. over and over and over again. Like, like I need that paper yeah. now. And then you drop it off, and then you run, yeah. you turn around and you run to grab another paper, or you say like, <laughs> like I always, especially working twenty four in CTU. I, I, for those of you that know, I did a lot of really crappy background days on CTU this past season twenty four. If you and see there's the a interesting lot of, looking Egon Spengler yeah. skinny guy on twenty four, and there's a Jake. lot, oh, there's nice. a lot of like in this past season, like the EMP went off for a while. Right. And the best part about it is like we're still running from desk to desk. <laughs> what are we doing? The computers don't work yeah. like what information are we getting out there that is making this like what information are they getting to the space shuttle to stop yeah. things from exploding i just by running this, around i just you pulled would, this blank piece of paper out of the printer that yeah, doesn't work you would think it's the exact opposite you would think that in the most highest stress situations nobody would be moving They'd just be sitting there. everybody would be locked at a desk yeah. or on a phone not running around like it's the freaking new york stock exchange throwing papers in we the had air. a scene like that in the movie that i just shot too really it, 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 i i invented one of those scenes because it was going to be yet another guy on the phone briefing scene and i tried to make it look more active so because yeah. they brought us all these extras so i'm like okay so it's very busy and we did exactly that it's like yeah just, everyone's just crossing with, yeah. with folders in their it's hands ridiculous. back and forth but the best part was uh, we had the, our and i've been that guy so many times. our speaking part <laughs> character maneuvered through all these people who are rushing back and forth and he sits down at the head of the table and a guy plants himself next to him and whips open a folder and starts supposedly dealing with these papers yeah, yeah, yeah of course and it was about three takes in when i realized that what the guy was doing was he was literally just scribbling on the paper like he was yeah. six <laughs> with a crayon i'm like that's totally in frame dude. let me uh, disclose i'm gonna disclose do my move this was my move okay what I would do... These are this, industry secrets This is right industry here. secrets. This is background <laughs> Tales secrets. from an extra. What I would do is I would write something. I would write something on the paper. Like, 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 like I would walk up to... Because all the extras, we know each other. So it was a big game of trying to make each other laugh, essentially. And what I would do is I would write, like... Like, I promise to wash Jake's car for the next year. <laughs> and I would draw an X with a line. And then what I would do is, I would, during, once they see, once they like, rolled action, I'd walk up to somebody, pull the paper out, hand them the pen, so that they would instinctively sign it. So that was my thing. One, <laughs> one was in the, in, in the scene, like it made it look like I was bringing things that needed to be signed, right? right. So, it, so it looks good. And I was blackmailing people into agreeing to do things for me. And my, one of my friends, I actually made him wash my car. <laughs> Because I wrote, like, I promised to watch Jake's car. It was amazing. Now, I have a quick question for uh, Trey Stokes. Yeah, huh? Who is another guy that knows a lot about the space program and how space works. Are you going to, every time you talk to one of us, are you going to preface it with that? I just, you you, you did most of the talking, and I want to throw this to Trey. Shrek. Okay. 
thought um, it was going to be a motion-based question. Wait, really, really quickly, clearly there really are quickly, one. Was this the kind of cuts you were talking about? Like the shaky camera? Yeah, like, well, the whole movie is just like, boom, really? you know, there's, show, me a, show me a shot that holds longer than two seconds yeah, no, in you, this whole movie. There but. you go. This, is, this has been nice and long. Yeah, yeah, and it's on <laughs> Steve Buscemi of all people. <laughs> yeah. well, he's you, can't, you can't hold for two seconds on uh, Liv Tyler. No. It's got to be Steve Buscemi. I've been, throwing, I've been throwing Brian all these, you know, NASA-based questions. I want to throw a tray real mm-hmm. quick. Pop quiz, hot shot. How flammable is an international space station? Go. <laughs> well, if it's got lots of you know oxygen tanks on it, then uh, oxygen makes all kinds of things more. So flammable is this the, this is the reveal? We, is just, the talked reveal over, of the we just talked over this entire yeah. sequence where the space station kind of just fucking blew up like it would, I guess. That, that, yeah, that's, that's, bullshit. that's bullshit. Probably not like it would. No, not in any way. Modules you, would certainly not. Don't you drop need? Off and don't it. you need? Don't you need oxygen? Yes, well, that, blow up. that's what I say. If you're pure oxygen, things things become more flammable in pure oxygen. I mean, they become but NASA crazy doesn't flammable. use pure oxygen anymore exactly. because bad things happen. Well, they we still have that. tanks of pure that, oxygen. That, they just don't breed it. That little it. comp right there did not work. Did not help. Did no. you know? No, 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 no. Like yeah. they showed space moving in the background, and they show, and like the camera movement didn't match the background movement whatsoever. It looked really yeah. bad. Because I'm such a visual effects guy, yeah, that I can bring out. Now I, I have to say it. that this is a, this. You know, regardless <laughs> of what we think of the the technology or anything else, this is a this is a fun sequence. Now the fact that these shuttles are right. zipping around like jet fighters, eight feet apart, is uh-huh. silly. But, uh, but well, no, uh, they're very big. That's it. Just looks like they're eight oh, feet so apart. they're actually comparatively they're twenty feet apart. Now, but uh, this is fun stuff. I have a I have a quick question. Uh, I, that was I, supposed to happen, right? Yes. Yes, they're jettisoning they're their boosters. Jettisoning their spent I boosters. wanted to get uh, Trey to talk some more because I just love it when Trey talks. But, <laughs> oh, well, uh, I try I have, to. Help I, out. I have a quick question for Brian. Any, anything to make you shut up? Well, that's right. I'm asking <laughs> questions, <laughs> Jake. Anyway, the um, <laughs> what just happened was they sent these two space shuttles out into space to come across the backside of the asteroid and land on it. Right. Yeah. Hey, now they just shot these guys behind the asteroid. And had them turn around and come back to it. Is there any possible way they could even spin the space shuttle around and then jettison back at fifteen thousand miles an hour to catch up with them? It seems like one of those things where they'd have to fucking ricochet around the moon just to catch up with the asteroid. That's what they yeah, did. Yeah, they, that's what the movie just. They would said need they to did. pick up the same amount of speed that the asteroid is flying at. But that is what they do. They slingshot around the moon to pick up that speed. So they slingshot like and then accelerate just to catch up with the damn thing. To, to Shake match, and bake, baby. Shake and bake. So there's absolutely no possible way they had enough time to blow the damn thing up so it would split across the entire fucking Earth and not hit anything. There's no way. Two days away from hitting the Earth, this asteroid could, oh shit, split in half and then That's become correct. two different. So yeah. this movie—that's what we call a magic bean. What we're saying is that this movie is actually bullshit, and we have to either give it to it or not give it to it. Yes. Yeah, that's the magic. That's the magic bean. Is well, it's it's the magic bean. It really, hey, the, no, that's it. And can this, I the, the magic bean is this would work, but I don't think there's really a DeLorean that goes back in time either. So. And I understand. Hey, that, there is. I understand that drama and intrigue comes with problems. But could like couldn't one thing go right? <laughs> yeah, this is bad. Come on, this is badass. Come could on, it, one thing have gone right ever? Jake, have you seen Apollo thirteen? Um, not in its entirety. No, really? I th- I've seen like Apollo the beginning. Worth- I've seen the middle. I've seen the end. But I've never seen it. Like I never sat down and watched. The movie. It's worth watching. But oh, I've I've always wanted to. It's it's one, it's one of those movies that's on my list and it just evaded me for. What's interesting Fix is your microphone. It's facing your chest, and I can't hear you. All of the things in Apollo 13 that happened were real, but there was also 25 other things that didn't happen in the movie that really happened, where it's like there's just absolutely, absolutely no plausible way at all that they survived this fucking shit. There's really? no way it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There goes Owen Wilson. Nothing went right in Apollo 13. Owen's gone. Owen just bit it. 
Is this when he messed up his nose? Yeah, that's oh. what happened to his nose. That, now, see, that's you can't go wrong with that shot where the body oh, the bouncing body off your windshield. The, yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with the the oh, this is not. But good. wouldn't but wouldn't he not be a human anymore? Like, wouldn't your body like does your body does a human body survive in space? Like it that? does. It's, you dry it's still, out. It'd still be human shape. Oh, would yeah. it? I yeah. thought I thought it just instantly went. The exploding is a movie stuff. myth that they fortunately well, no, don't. not even exploding. They, they don't do. I figured it would just kind of just like be a, it, a, it an anamorphic blob. Freezes, kind of thing. No, no, it freezes no. and dries out. Yeah, we've we've discussed this previously that if Fix you, your microphone, if, if, it's pointing your chest, and we can't hear you when you talk above it. If you uh, if you, if you there you go ejected into the vacuum of Teague is new. You would have about ninety seconds. Provided you had exhaled upon being blown out of if, your if high you pressure, to, if you had taken a deep breath before you were ejected and con- exhaled continually, exhale in your in your you have about exposure. ninety seconds before you freeze to death. You could actually be out in space for about sixty to ninety seconds before you just die. Let me ask you a question: would A minute you, to a minute and a half, man, that's huge. Would you rather? <laughs> okay, would you rather be? frozen in space because you're and this doesn't apply to Brian because he would just like to be in space so his answer is going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah space. if I can die anyway okay. it involves okay. space so would Brian, you rather, Brian is disqualified yeah, yeah Brian's would you, out would you rather die like that like in space like some crap happens maybe, maybe you're not in space maybe like now look at that tooth look at that what the hell look at that it's what the hell is in that man's it's, mouth it gives him character it's back in the, it's in <laughs> part of it it's on his <laughs> it's on his palate for heaven's Trey, sake Trey we have to focus Jake is asking <laughs> us a hypothetical I'm sorry but that's horrifying <laughs> no he's right Steve Buscemi's teeth are horrifying me and Trey Jake go would you rather Die in space like that, or be eaten by Stephen Buscemi. No, I'm kidding. Uh, or, or <laughs> wow, or or be eaten by a shark. Oh, uh, shark death. Um, shark death because uh, because we oh, just I'm, came off a of Shark Week and it's oh, fresh I'm in my mind. I'm dying I, in space. I'm sorry. I'm done. That's an easy one. I'm dying in space. Really? I'm, I'm actually going to go with Trey. I'm going to die in space because uh, it's pretty and it's a little less. Uh, okay, I will say this. Externally painful. The like death, space, space will make you really agonize before you die. The shark death is near, nearly instantaneous. Like, you're just swimming along. You have no idea what's going on. Maybe you're underwater. You're scuba whoa, diving. Whoa, 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 and whoa, the I, shark I, comes from the side and bites you in half. Okay, wait. That's, uh, that's not instantaneous enough for say, me. Me and Trey are on the same lane here. I mean, I, I don't think you die faster in the shark's mouth than you do in space. Okay, now let me ask a question. If a shark was in space, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, whoa, shark space, space shark. I, okay, if a shark was in space, space shark coming soon from Asylum. And nice. If a space was in if a shark was in space, okay, and he was in some sort of like, uh, like underwater, but in the wor- in the spaceship, like he's being brought. In the- like we- we're bringing a shark to space sure. for the sake of mankind. Yeah. I don't know why it made sense at the time. For the sake of it seemed like a good idea at the time. We're gonna (laughs) (laughs) to deflect an asteroid. We're gonna throw a shark at it. (laughs) Yes, the mega shark. Like I said, we're making this movie. We're making this movie. I'm listening. I have one quick question. Yes, is Obama there, and is he wearing sunglasses? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, I don't like where this is going. Okay. Okay. Frankly, if a shark was in space, I'm already there. But if Obama was there skateboarding over an explosion wearing sunglasses, absolutely. That's the way I want to die. All right. Literally, I would rather die in space than in the water at the hands of a shark. Because in space, you suffocate in about 40 seconds after the point where you stop trying. And in water, you might bleed to death for a little while before you sub. I I, I really don't want to drown. I had People that listen to Down in Front know... Down, drowning, yeah, that's is, is not that's my, my thing. thing. That's yeah. my thing, dude. I don't do the water. I don't. Even I, go, I, don't I, even, I would rather not big on that. I would rather burn to death than drown because drowning is terrible. 
It's really horrible. I, I would rather die in space or in a fire or any other way. All right, and can I also say, Ben Affleck should have died. Oh, yeah, Armageddon is on. Also in this movie. I, I think, <laughs> I really truly think that this movie would have been so much better without that lovey-dovey ending. So you wanted him to be the one, spoiler, to uh, to blow the bomb? Or, uh, We're only an yeah. hour and a half in. Don't talk about the ending. What's wrong with you? Okay. Hey, I love the shredder shot. I, I call it the shredder shot because it reminds the, me the of the shredder? Yeah, yeah. Hand reaching over the ledge or it's, whatever it is. Yeah, remember, remember, remember <laughs> in Teenage Mutant Turtles when Super Shredder, we saw Super Shredder for the first time yeah. after he came out from the grove, and it was, it was Kevin Nash. Or is that his name? Who's Diesel? What's Diesel's name? Wrestling. I have no Kevin idea, Nash. but I remember that Anyways. shot vividly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The shredder shot. That was that, that. That was like, oh my god! But it's so clearly, like looking back on it, it's like that's clearly a false resolution of, yes. oh, the bad guy's not actually dead. Yeah. Now we're gonna start the third act. Yeah, of course. But as a kid, you have no conception. No, of any no, of that. that's fine. So she's like, oh my god, he's not actually um, dead. I know we've had like. So maybe- can we have a death count real quick? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Teague. We, who's dead? There's Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson broke. Well, that, and like, that and entire the, ship. The two, that, pilot, the two pilots are dead. The people that nobody cares about. The names nobody remembers. And, and they're the, all dead. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I think uh, uh, another dude, oil, right? another oil driller. That, and both uh, both ships crashed. No, no. The one well, the one ship successfully landed. crashed. Yeah. Which brings the whole question is like you know that, that that was another thing that was like sort of excessively stupid. Even though it made an exciting sequence of them skidding across that you know field of, of crystals, but they didn't think about landing. you know it's like they that they they match. Wouldn't they match speed with the asteroid and then just touch down on it as opposed to landing like they're a jet plane? Or, or like, isn't there a way that you could have just never made contact? Isn't there a way you could have, like... Well, actually, you know, like, d- like gotten a that's what they do. Small that's pod. what they do in Deep Impact is they parallel the asteroid and they literally like grapple and pull themselves on. Oh, it, really? Which, you know, well, what like, about it makes more but sense? Not yeah, that, it, but it, not it, even that. Like, like, isn't that the way we get on the moon? Like, we don't actually land something on the moon. We go near the moon and then shoot something smaller. Onto the moon, right? Well, we, you had the command module and yeah. the service module that took you there. Yeah, that's what I'm Attached about. to the lunar module, and then the two astronauts got in the lunar module and used that's, that to that's, actually That's land. what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, they could have the same thing with this. this yeah, in real life, life, that's probably what you would have done. I want to have a quick conversation because we're definitely There's not going to no do such this. There's no such thing. We're not going <laughs> to do this not in, on this the, show. in the outros. So I want to have it now. Structurally speaking, pros and cons of Armageddon. And I'll start with myself, and we're going to go Brian, Jake, Trey. This movie actually does play into the paint-by-numbers action movie set, where every 30 minutes there's a huge action <coughs> sequence. Excuse me. All Sorry. those things. Structurally speaking, this movie actually does work. What's, what's oh. weird is that if you actually look at it at those like on-paper type things, where you're not really developing characters, you just know every X number of pages, you do have to have an action sequence. Michael Bay is good at filmmaking. I have to reconcile that with the fact that Michael Bay is clearly oh, not good at filmmaking, so I don't really know what's going on. I think he did take a screenwriting class, and I know he—I I know that he can well, take I think a pretty J.J. Abrams may have taken a screenwriting right. class. Brian, I mean, is Michael Bay actually doing this right in terms of making a movie well, and structurally and screenwriting? Well, that's the point. Is it Michael Bay or is it J.J. Abrams or the other guy? Who knows? But, yeah, in terms of the major action beats of paint-by-numbers of a story, yeah, the major, the major outlines are there. Uh... Yeah, I, I mean they're physically there. You can you can plot out this this movie, this Armageddon, and it it, you it works. It you can outline it, and the outline looks like it makes sense. The actual content of and what's going on is all completely ridiculous, but the outline is there. I I do like the that he references a Greek tragedy. Okay, it's such an out of place okay. reference. Yeah. Jake, 
Screenwriting? I mean, does this movie yeah, work it's fine. for you? Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's like, it's like, I mean, Brian is summed up for everybody, I believe, and we're all agreed. Like, it's, it, it, it's fine. You outline a movie. You've got everything you need for any movie ever. You've got an arc. You've got this. You've got the sacrifice. You've got the struggle. You've got the reward. It's, I mean, but that doesn't make it a good movie. That just makes okay, it, wait. That just so, makes it a Hollywood movie. That just makes it a movie, period. So how exactly, I'm Jake Lloyd, I does this differ from a really good movie? Because the the people's actions don't make sense. People don't respond appropriately. The 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 worst of all being the whole thing at the end with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. Like it's just so non believable in my opinion the actions of these people. Like that's right. to okay. me that's what makes and like, I, can buy I, that. I will say that I haven't really I haven't really been we haven't really been hardcore watching this movie as we're watching it and I, it's been a I long have. time since I've seen it. Sure. So I've been trying the best I can to to read the the subtitles as you may know we watch it with subtitles and sure. so like i'm like attempting to do that but i'm still lost the, for the most part but i do remember just being like that why did he do that that's stupid that you wouldn't do that and like at one point isn't somebody f- yeah why we'll, is there we'll a catling gun <sighs> yeah 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 i was gonna say i was gonna that, say that's, it. that's the perfect example of uh, what you're talking about yeah, yeah 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 like this and then at one point i remember like somebody else shooting a gun yeah, yeah. Uh, see, Buscemi does. Yeah, Buscemi has Buscemi. a totally un- unnecessary thing with the. Gun. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, what? The f- this is ret- like that was. I remember that's, where that's I was about like, the high point of the. But again, okay, no, that really wasn't necessary. But as we learned on the show, I'm easy to please. Like, I don't. This kind of stuff doesn't sure, yeah. affect. I'm like, whatever. It's you, a movie. You can you know? occasionally like the stupid movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no problem with. It. Again, I'm just apathetic. I like this movie, although I'm curious, Trey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, this movie actually does fulfill its like Act One, Act Two, Act Three. Like requisites, what separates this from a really, really good space movie? It's well, it's just tech. If you, I mean, if obviously you're into, it's stupid, but exactly if you're into technology, there's almost no good tech. You know, real technology in this. It's like, it looks very snazzy and technological, but uh, you know, it's it's full of. But that's what half, good tech- half you know clever and half totally bone bone brain but, dead stupid. But to be honest with you, that's what makes a good movie with because the, the 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 Jake, the me, the guy who doesn't really know much about technology and science, this is the kind of crap we like to see in a movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the silly crap. So that's essentially what a good what a good technology and, and sci fi style movie is, is this, unfortunately. Yeah. It's really well made. It's, it just stinks ext- stinks people who actually know that it's bullshit. It's extremely it's extremely uh you know well made. It's uh you know huge it's the the budget shows at least you you know, with the incredible amount of detail that is in this and the thing. Taj Mahals. And, yeah, the Taj Mahals and everything else. But, you know, just the fact that the, their spacesuits are fantastic and the armadillo is fantastic. And, and this and we are, we are now on that set that everyone wanted to be on, which was a soundstage, I believe, at Disney, that uh, they literally had to dig up the floor to, to get that pit where they're doing all the work. And uh, it was a closed set, and no, you couldn't just walk onto it. Yeah. But everyone wanted to try and get on that set. You have to see the asteroid set. Oh, my God, it's the biggest set you've ever seen in your life. Um, I never, I never had the privilege of getting on the set myself, but it's an extremely well-made movie. It's just, it's a little dumb at points. See, and, and this is uh, one of those things know, where it's like, that's why, just how it is. One, why can't we just light the friggin' office? Why do we have to have green lights on everybody? Why can't? <laughs> why do I have to work in yes. freaking who works in, in these the, in, in a friggin' uh, strip club? Why can't I just work in an office where there's lighting where I can read my papers? I've, I think ultimately the, it goes back to the question of however cliche and how basic the question may be, if this were real, yeah, yeah, would it really be like this? Yeah, yeah. And that's the difference between a movie like this yeah. and an actual yeah, good yeah. drama. Yeah, yeah. And because we, or it's, it's an obvious, it's an obvious answer. But no, if this were to really happen, it would not actually happen this way. But that's the basic, the basic underlying idea. 
And whenever, that, you're, whenever you're writing, whenever you're telling a story or creating a world, you, have to, you, get, you, you give yourself your one magic bean, and then everything else you have to say, if this were real, how would this actually play out? What is the magic bean of Armageddon? That oil driggers, oil, oil guys could actually do this, or is it something yeah. else? The fact that the yeah, yeah the, fact the fact that, that you would need like, these aren't astronauts. It's the yeah, it's the the oil, the magic bean is they have to send non astronaut oil riggers to go blow an asteroid. I in believe half the to magic the bean is the plot. Okay, <laughs> what I want to well, know the premise, is the premise. The premise is the magic bean. I I don't want to get too deep, although this might be the deepest question we've ever asked. How can a Moviegoer that appreciates smart movies appreciate this movie. What is it about this movie that actually makes people? Ironically, go, okay, I like this. Ironically, the really? same the same is way really I enjoyed the irony, core. Really, I don't know how else you could. Okay, and uh, here's another uh, where I was talking about earlier. Where like can't just nothing go right? Like they're gonna lose radio contact. Their drill doesn't work right. And, like, and I well, get, I get that that's what filmmaking makes is, you know, is all about ratcheting up I the jeopardy. That's so. what get, yeah, yeah, jeopardy yeah. and tension make filmmaking. But after a while, it gets kind of obnoxious. It gets unbelievable to a certain yeah, yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, does yeah. Apollo thirteen. It's but like, my god, what now? The power, good but, lord. But now, if Apollo thirteen were a fictional story, would there might be an argument for well, that would be a bad movie because it would be so ridiculous because nothing that bad would you know. No string of horrible events would ever befall one mission. Right. That's the that's the brilliance of Apollo 13 is the fact that, yeah, it all actually did. And as we know, so, in Apollo so, 13... So the fact that it actually happened in Apollo 13 is your argument for why this would never happen in Armageddon. As we know, in Apollo 13... No, it's not. They made a movie out of six completely cannot reconcile and make work these problems. And there was 18 or 24 problems in Apollo 13, the mission... That could never have ever been overcome, and yet they came back. I don't know what it is about filmmaking that makes us go, ooh. I mean, Apollo 13 is almost ridiculous in all the problems, and yet the actual mission had way more than even the movie showed us. The, the, I don't know why we can do this as humans. The other thing about... Well, the other like thing, the 90, other, 90 the other thing times about, out of 100, those guys die, and we don't have that story. The, <laughs> One in a billion times, it actually has a happy ending. The other thing about Apollo 13 is that all those problems do still, if you want to say that Apollo 13 has a magic bean, it does in the sense that the oxygen tanks blow up. And all the problems of Apollo 13 still do stem from that one <coughs> event. That's pro- Okay, but, but the only... Uh, in the movie, yes. And all the problems in this movie are because crazy asteroids that outgas are fucking hard to land all on I know and is you know, that, cause you lots of trouble. All I know is that yeah. I want to go buy a red rotary phone so that every time I get a phone call, I feel important. With, with no actual dial. So that I feel no, very important with every no single time. Jake, why does this movie works for you in some weird way? You're, you really got to turn the mic up on your face. <laughs> Just angle it. So There you go. There no, you I'm, go. I'm looking at the waveform, sir. I know, but it's not the waveform. It's my earform. Sorry. <laughs> your I'm, form. I apologize for <laughs> your See what I did form. there? Yeah, nice. Why are you able to watch this movie as a smart guy and still appreciate it? Is there anything... Is it just... You, because does, I, cause does I have this movie low project, expectations for Does this movie it. tell you, okay, don't care and watch? Or is it something Yeah, else? That's, what, that's what it is. I just, like I said, I'm apathetic. I think it describes perfectly. Like I, I don't love this movie by any means, but it's whatever. It is what it is. And again, it's, it's freaking ridiculous. It's I mean, the whole plot is ridiculous. Everything about it, this movie is ridiculous. Like you, once, <laughs> once, once a guy's firing a shotgun with an oil rig, you're like, all right, that's this kind of movie. Like, and then from there on out, what what are your expectations? 
Yeah. These again, these, these prop masters should be shot in the face, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> top <laughs> secret, top top secret for yeah. government eyes only. Okay. Why, what, why do you need that on the space shuttle? Yeah, the things, this well, is ridiculous. Who are you worried about seeing that? One of the things that bugs me is the fact that the gun is sitting there so perfectly when they just had a crash landing. He should have at least yeah. had to reach into the back corner and get yeah. his gun. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. Although it does lead to one of the better, you know, great, re- one of the most realistic lines in this is when uh, the uh, the guy says, what are you doing with a gun in space? Because <laughs> he does say, why do you have that? What is that doing here? But isn't that Steve Buscemi? No, it's the yeah, other guy. The, other the guy whose okay. name we can't think of. Oh, it's the, it's the blonde guy. The copier salesman. I oh. want to, um, I don't want to, like, blow this commentary by taking it into the real sort of down-in-fronty structural Uh-oh. analysis, but... What is the – bear in mind, pretend you don't know what happened on Apollo 13, the actual mission, and just look at the movie Apollo 13 in this. What is the difference between this and that in terms of realism? Obviously, this is a more sort of attractive movie to watch just visually. But in terms of the things that occurred, both of them are like, well, you could clearly never actually come back from that and have it work. If you actually knew anything about Apollo 13 and then watched the movie, you're like, yep, there's absolutely no way they're going to live. All right, can I interrupt your, your uh, analyzation of yeah. another movie? No, my where, question, where was my, that my, going? My, my question is, where, Wait, what, what is time the difference? Sensitive. What is the difference between this completely it. unrealistic, yep, going to die scenario? Well, this that? is because that's based on a true story. It is limited by the boringness of real life, whereas this is a fantasy, you know, Hollywood summer movie. Yeah, so they can be the, bigger about things. The difference is as simple as Apollo 13 actually happened. So, well, okay. So there were no nuclear weapons to blow up in Apollo 13. But they imagine didn't have that. Apollo 13 never happened. You just watch the movie like, yeah, but that would never happen. Right. And, that, and that was my point, is that you very well might have a point to say, if somebody were to watch that fictional movie and go, yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't believe that. And okay. there are people who did. I don't know if they you know, but they're, I don't know if they were trolling or whatever. But there are people like, well, you knew it was going to end happy because it's an American Hollywood movie. Right. Uh, well, I think they were just trolling for people to say, well, it's a true know, story. I never, I never saw the movie, so I can't, I can't comment on that. But, <laughs> there um, you go. Nice. And I have no idea what happened in real life either, because I don't care. All right, now, oh, I just totally hurt Brian's feelings. Anyways, what the hell is going on in this movie right now? Uh, the, the the government is is remote detonating the bomb. So they've decided to, to just blow the bomb in hopes that it does something. Is that because they're not going to make the they're not going to drill in time. Okay, is what is believed on again on the ground. Capcom didn't realize they did. Okay, anyways, yeah. uh, that they make so, football games. So now essentially they have no radio contact. And the two teams, which are essentially the diggers, the oil drillers, rather, and the actual astronauts, astronauts are now, like, who we're fighting are now yes. on the same page because... Oh, the farmer and the cowman should be friends. Okay, so that's essentially what's happening? Yeah. All right. And it's a nice scene. This is a good... Uh, you know, I, I, it's crazy over the top, but it's a good dramatic scene with these there guys. There we go. This showdown with these guys. No, you couldn't. In real could. life... Nuclear bombs are designed not to go off. So was that yes. supposed to be that? Was that supposed to be our? Hey, we know we don't. Have, we know this guy doesn't really have a gun. Law, like the why do you have a gun? Is that guy supposed to be our thoughts? Yeah. No, no, because we saw him grabbing the gun earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, are, no. No. Are you no, asking no. that the audience shouldn't? Are you asking if the audience was supposed to be surprised that he had a gun? No, no, no. Oh. No, no. Is the audience supposed to? Were we supposed to go like, oh, okay, at least they know that this isn't normal? Like that whole what have you gone into space for? Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the voice, the pussy, the voice. Weird, like what? Yeah. what how? That's that's a perfect example of hanging the lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous that a guy would yeah, have a gun totally. in outer space. So oh. you have a character say. Well, it's kind of a, it's a point. Out, it's a point out for the oil driller guys to realize that the astronauts were never really on their side. Yeah. That right. there actually always was a plan B on the assumption that they wouldn't be able to do it. So you know, ow, that's gonna hurt. 
but um, you know. But I think, yeah, I, if you this scene, I think this works. This scene works fine. It's like you know, I this. this, this is there's just, nothing wrong with this scene this that I haven't just seen. In, action. This is just general action yeah, movie. Five hundred other testosterone movies had this but, scene. This is a fairly well done version of it. But uh, I know this is just, a little this comic is, relief here with this is just a, This is just a general action movie thing of people being able to withstand more than anybody could. Yeah. But if you got hit in the face with a giant wrench, yeah. you're not getting up. You wouldn't be having a conversation afterward. You're especially in the the, the jaw, like the way he hit him. You'd be lucky if you remembered the third grade after that. Keep trying. We don't have enough green lights. We need as many green <laughs> lights as More possible. green lights. Let's turn on some more green lights. Are you making any progress? No, sir. We still have no idea what these blinking lights do. Yes. We're trying to get these lights to turn blue, but uh, can't get it to work out. So. Yes, again, you know, this, as we've pointed out in many commentaries, it's like anyone who actually builds nuclear warheads makes them very easy to not blow up because that's what you don't want them to do until you want them to blow up. So a six-year-old could disarm a nuclear warhead in real life because you'd throw the big switch that says, don't blow up. (laughs) But in movies, it's different. In movies, you need the tension. And this is our, of course, our... Our first, I guess, our first real hero speech of the movie, which I, if I, yeah. if I recall, there's a lot of them. At the he end gets of this a, movie. he gets he gets at least one more, maybe two more. Well, I know he has the one with with Affleck. Sure, there's a couple, and of then them. he gets one with his, with his daughter. Yeah. Is, Arm- is Armageddon the Lord of the Rings when it comes to hero yeah. speeches? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it kind it's of is. A, it's the Lord of the Rings of space. Lord, <laughs> of see, this space is why you hire William Fickner to to give to make these lines work. Yeah. yeah, you know what? You're right. That is a great point, William. He can make. The most yeah. ridiculous situations. Yeah. Just like, think of him in The Dark Knight. You steal from me? You know who you're yeah. stealing from? I mean, you know, that's a crazy over-the-top well, Even moment. if I remember, I'm trying to think of all the many movies that he's been in. One of my favorite silly roles of his, I think, was Ultraviolet, if I'm not mistaken, which is a ridiculous movie, but he was just, he made me be like, oh, okay, this is, there's, this is happening. I like him as the, the bad guy in Heat. That was an earlier one. Was he also, oh, in, uh, he was also in um, uh, Equilibrium. He was like one of the leaders of the underground, remember? He was amazing. I have to say, I haven't seen that. Oh, I love that movie. We should do that movie. Another great action movie he's in is in uh, Contact. Yeah, I never saw it. You called Contact an action movie? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, it's not. I've never even seen that movie. I know it's not an action. movie. It's a science action movie. Yeah, kind of. Okay, so the classic cutting of the wire. Of course, red, blue. No wait, red. Yes, with two seconds left. I really okay, hope. N- I really now, hope that I never but, get handed a movie where I have the, to do a scene like that, but, unless I can just kick it in the face by having them unscrew the cover and throw the switch that says "off." But now, but <laughs> now, what, do what do you mean? Cut bomb? the green wire. They're yeah. all green. Oh, good job, Jordy. <laughs> I've invented a justification just dramatically when you know we what, needed though, to talk to him again. To be perfectly again. honest with you, I joke around about it um, because it's. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. But being that Trey mentioned about how this is shot so quickly and the cuts so quickly, the the ridiculous colored lights do really help us separate when they're in when they're shooting something on the spaceship and when they're shooting something in the in the NASA control center. Even though it's obvious to us because they're wearing spacesuits and then they're not wearing spacesuits, still at times where it's just generic people. Like, it kind of helps to be like, oh, and then they're in space, and now they're in NASA. And then they're in space because it goes from blue to green, from blue to green, from blue It's like to the green. music video version of Traffic. Yes. <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now we're coming to one of our, again, theoretically, 
perfectly sensible scenes, but execution-wise, ridiculous. Look at this. This is uh, just clearly them in some canyon in yeah, New Mexico somewhere yeah. with some foreground rocks. Yeah. Some it, that doesn't look anything like the wide shot we just saw. Yeah. But you think this is looking good? Yeah. And Peter Stormare just showing up and doing the thing that Peter Stormare does. You know, you can't, can't go wrong with that. He's always good. He's he's also in a lot of the movies we've covered. He's in uh, Constantine, of course. He plays the devil in Constantine, and we we keep talking I'm about. So I'm so pissed that you guys did that movie. We keep me. we keep you talking no about idea. doing uh, doing um, uh, eyes uh, what the Minority Report. Of course, he has a featured role. This in is that. a giant wrench. That might that's be the a world's biggest wrench. Although you know what? When I, I remember, I recall seeing this and going like, "That's ridiculous." And then. I went to my cousin's house, who's a mechanic, and he has a wrench that yeah, big. Yeah. And I laughed because it looked like a prop from a shitty movie. <laughs> oil, oil rigs are large things. They have big things. And look, he's making a Dr. Strangelove reference. How can you not love that? Oh, I love Steve Buscemi. It is kind of weird that he showed up in this movie. Kind of go, what's, he, what's he doing in this movie? Did they plant a flag? Is there a flag there? I, really? I didn't notice no. that. I think I why just saw they, one. Why I'd, would they plant a flag? Is it not going to blow up? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Really. We claim this asteroid. For the next 30 minutes. How, yeah. How US, and then we're going to blow the crap out how of it. How American. And, and uh, another thing. Armadillos, the animals, do not have teeth. Or thrusters. So why, would you, why would you paint the teeth on the armadillo, why would you not and paint like? Paint, believe like, it or not, that was scales. in the, that was in the Michael Bay memo. Is we need to we need to, to decide what the armadillo nose art is going to be. Um, <laughs> how about like thing. scales? How about yeah. like like armadillo esque scales? Yeah, not not uh, not flashy enough, not dramatic enough, and yeah. and doesn't show up well in blue lights. Look, it's got Recaro seats. The, the, the armadillo's got a Recaro seat. There's some product placement. What the, the hell skull. are Recaro seats? Recaro seats are very like expensive a, yeah. sports car seats yeah, yeah, that like you, you seats. aftermarket aftermarket seats that you buy. Recaro bucket seats, man. All right, if you say so. I do say so because apparently I'm a boy and you're not. <laughs> so now this was this all miniature stuff? Uh, it's a combo, yeah. But uh, but there was miniature stuff. Yeah, there definitely was miniature. Yeah. That is amazing. It's pretty, and then yeah, it gets a little silly, but uh, you know, We're again, flying. the idea makes sense. You know, the, the idea at least is sound. The whole point of you don't see them do it very often, but the whole idea of the gravity they deal with, they do give a passing nod to the idea of gravity that they've got these. The gravity being different. They got these, you know, packs that actually thrust upward to keep you, you know, down on the asteroid. So, so yeah, the fact that the armadillo can take this kind of punishment, I'm not buying. That's a problem. The fact that it would just go right through a big chunk of meteor, yes, and then keep going, and then keep on going that's, into that's the air, the issue. level, well, you know going that, level instead of tumbling think, out of control with all of its pieces think, falling yeah, off. Yeah, I think it would hit them away from the planet. Yes, they would actually bounce or not the upward. planet. The well, meteor, if they yeah. lost yeah. all their forward momentum, then and there's still <laughs> gravity. <laughs> they would just hang yeah. there. They, they yeah. would start dropping. That's yeah. Yeah. however slowly, but they would drop, and they would not be going forward anymore. Go, Stormare. Get out there, Stormare. Do it. And see, that's another huge technical flaw. I mean, he's a cosmonaut, not an astronaut. <laughs> hey, you know what they did oh. call them? Yeah, they that's did the call problem. Them cosmonauts. That's... What's that? They did call him a cosmonaut earlier. Yeah, he they just, referred but, to him. But he, he referred, referred to himself, himself as astronaut. Well, because if you're a cosmonaut, don't you just call yourself an astronaut? You know what I mean? It's kind of like... <laughs> no. It's kind of like... It's, it's kind of like when you're... Um, 
I don't know, when you're like in the Coast Guard and you're like, no, I'm in the military. It's like, eh, you're in the Coast Guard. You're not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in the National Guard. That's not yeah, really yeah, the military. Me- Come on now. It's like, we get it. You're, hey, you're yeah. a cosmonaut. I, I don't really. support Coast Guard bashing, quite frankly, myself. What, what bashing do you support? Uh, Army bashing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. what have they ever done? <laughs> so now well, I was a Navy guy in okay. high school. Can I just Part say this guy Guard. is I was dead. Air Force guy in college. There's a so dude armies. hanging on <laughs> yeah. the outside. And, and Marines. And they're driving through rocks and smashing into them. And, and now he's going yeah, to do this. Now he's like, he's surfing. This is the equivalent of a guy getting pulled through dirt attached to a horse. Yeah. But in space. <laughs> on a meteor. That's what this is. With this space is the, dirt. This is the classic like guy getting pulled by a horse. Yeah. And, and they're like 500 and, and, miles up now? And it's hard to survive that in real life, yeah. much, despite what the movie's that, trying to I got a question. You. Like, where have they been going this whole... Like, this... They're finally back on land? Yeah. They're, they're for going, five minutes? Yes. That was, that was all to jump that canyon they couldn't get across. But come on, the armadillo's cool looking. Oh, it was amazing. Like I said, it made me think this movie was good when I saw it in person. And a friend of mine who, who insisted that the background of this scene was, was an uncompleted green screen. And I'm like, no, it's not a green screen. It's a green lit wall. But she was very firm on the fact Wait, that they when? just the, 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 the like Inside behind the cockpit. Yeah, oh, the, gotcha. you know, it's clearly a wall that's yeah, lit yeah. green. But she insisted that was a green screen shot that they never completed. And I was like, no, this person, by the way, a visual effects producer. I got a question too. <laughs> hey, you said that that was part of the memo of what to make it. Yes, to the, make the, the fun- nose art. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an idea. How about we go with the most obvious thing ever? How lame <laughs> yeah. is that? Come up with yeah, something. Like the flying tigers. Even you know, if yeah, even Woody if, Woodpecker with a cigar. How about that? Not gonna <laughs> An armadillo thing. And here we go. Now here's how, the about a, how about a very attractive lady in skimpy clothing? Yeah, which that would make sense. I would yeah. buy that. You know, that'd be like. Uh, now this, now this, is, this scene. I don't know what the hell. I could even deal with. Okay, there's a machine gun, but why does he just suddenly pick it up and start shooting randomly as if he just lost his and damn it, mind in the last eight seconds? Space dimension, Trey. And, space, space, dimension. space dimension. They have planted a flag. Look at that. And there my question. Is. Here we go. In this situation, you move. And the gun moves behind you. That doesn't mean that what you're aiming at, the gun is aiming at. <laughs> but he's got it a little hut. Yeah, there is a flag. Did you see? Yeah, yeah there's a the flag. Isn't that great? But he's got a HUD, so he's got a little target thing yeah. in front of him. So presumably that's giving him the view of whatever it is. He's got space essentially, dimension. Essentially, you could shoot yourself accidentally with yes. that with that design. Yes. Because you could just turn and think you're aiming at something, but the gun is now aiming at you. Congratulations, Jake. You've now given this movie more thought than Michael Bay did. Yeah, really? Now, this is this is genuinely sad. This, I think, is genuinely sad when, when Fat Boy goes and they lose the armadillo. This is he, had, the, he had to get into Herman's head somehow. Yeah. Well, talking about, uh, talking about the uh, you know, construction, this is uh, what, uh, and, okay. what the Save the Cat guy would call all is lost. This is the and, all is lost beginning, getting ready for Act 3 moment. All right. And my question, too. Um, maybe to Brian and Trey, the the space nerds. Sure. Um, space dementias. D- would a meteor look like Krypton? Would it just <laughs> yeah. have retarded like like spires and things? Stalag. I'm gonna say no. Might no. no. certainly not this big. Yeah, this this big. Certainly it's... not this sh- little shop of horrors or <laughs> yeah, carnival of horrors. There he goes. And I like to think that Max is you know still kind of floating out there somewhere because you don't really see him explode. So he's just sort of, I think, I gotta say, pushed away from the... the okay, so they don't, they don't have comms, but they can still get in touch. They can still find the armadillo? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I will say that I do find... The further the movie gets along, I find Buscemi's uh, performance more and more compelling. 
I think Buscemi is as, as always compelling. It doesn't matter what always he's Always Definitely. He's but as the sh- more and more shit hits the fan in this whole sequence, in this whole act, yeah. the way he doesn't freak out the way everybody else is and it gets calmer and calmer is like, that's really compelling. Yeah, that I buy. Level. You're right. And yeah. it's almost as if at this point it just wouldn't have made sense for pacing. But at this point, if he'd let loose with the Gatling gun, because okay, why so, not? You know, then it yeah. would have made a little more sense. Right, like, so, hey, what the hell? All right. So now I'm confused. What just happened? They, did they blow up? The, did they blow up that bomb accidentally? And now they they hit a gas pocket and they lost the armadillo, so they can't drill anymore. So. All right. So the armadillo is gone, and now they have nothing to do. They can't get to the center. Right. Because of the arbitrary depth that somehow so, has been calculated so to be now, the magic number that will they have so to put the bomb. So now Norman Rockwell's family needs to go under. Exactly. The so, <laughs> yes. so now everywhere. So now the hey, bad rushes. Oh my are goodness! Coming. That was totally very Watchmen esque. Very. That shot right there. I'm not sure if you caught that. That was. It looked like it was from the new Watchmen. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. It, they came around that taxi, and there was the guy with the the end is nigh sign. Oh yeah. It totally. was very. Uh, that was that well, was they really they really threw this this Taj Mahal scene in there as much as they could. Oh yeah. Oh, they got to get their money's worth. They got France. They got all this stuff. So, so this is the you know talk about uh, when something structure. is that visually close. Okay, like you can see it from Earth, right? Yeah, presumably, yeah. And, By uh, now, yeah. Well, this is another like oh, here goes, three asteroids. Just, just, just to just to throw it insult injury, let's blow up Paris. Just, oh, okay. Just, so, the, so these Paris are some of the now. smaller things that have come off of it. It's yeah. not even worth mentioning, but just to just so it was on the record, the odds of any of this shit hitting populated areas, seventy percent of the planet Earth is covered in water. Yeah. But, 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 but again though, but tidal waves, what, you know, you heard deep impact Bob, was all about the tidal waves. So. You heard what Billy Bob Thornton said, it doesn't matter where it hits. That's we're the that's dead. the big one. We're but it's but it's true anyway. for this ones of that size as well. I mean that's that's one of the things that Deep Impact. I don't know. If, I, I forget if Deep Impact said how big their asteroid was, but uh, I'm sure, I think it's Texas. I they no, that they, this one is the size of Texas. Oh, oh. In Deep Impact, they break it into a big one and a small one, and the small one hits, and that's enough to not wipe out the entire planet. Just vast the sections of it. Yeah. No, I've never seen. I did never. I never saw Deep Impact. I did see the meteor TV thing though, yeah. and it's amazing to me hearing you talk about Deep Impact. And me knowing exactly what happened because it was the exact same thing in Meteor. <laughs> but one of the things we've, we've – I think we've said this in other commentaries. Like that, but There uh, was even a shot in Meteor where they blew it up and they're like, that wasn't her. That was just her little sister. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the, the the, they don't do it in this movie because, of course, it doesn't happen. But the uh, you know the, the classic sort of, oh, my God, there's a Meteor coming in and, and then everyone looks at the big smoke trail and the big fireball and all that kind of stuff. And it's like if you've established that the Meteor is six miles wide, our atmosphere is about two miles thick. So there's no like here it comes. There's it's in space and then it hits us. And, yeah. uh, and know, how that's much, it. And how the, much how much of it would would just be destroyed coming through the atmosphere? Well, because it's it's doesn't it, it wouldn't it would barely register that it came through our atmosphere gotcha, it because so it would just be you know it's like it's like poking your finger into a All tiny right, so wait, now they tiny puddle back. of water. So they got that thing back. No, this is Affleck who spent the whole movie trying to find them again in the other armadillo. You see? Oh, there was two armadillos. Yes. Ah, yeah, I didn't know that. That was the whole thing. He's in the other armadillo, jumping canyons and stuff. Oh, wait a minute! I'm so freaking confused. I need to like sit down and watch this again one day. Yeah. <laughs> see, there were two shuttles. One crashed, and they thought everyone was dead. But actually, Affleck and the Russian guy and the guy from the Green Mile survived, and they've been driving the armadillo to get to the other guys this whole time. Five words for you. One, two, three, four, six. five, six. Yes. That's six words. Yep. Well, the boy didn't count. Uh-huh. That's right. Damn glad to. Or damn glad to you, boy. Does anybody ever? Okay. Has anybody ever in their entire life ever actually said that? Like I have no, no, I words. five words. For I just you. got four words for you. Because because one, you Kiss in order to say that, you have ass. to count them in your head. 
I like that they got yeah. a Swiss Army knife logo on their armadillo as well. Really? There's product placement all over the Swiss, all over the armadillo. There's Recaro seats. There's the Swiss yeah. Army uh, logo. You got to pay for Taj Mahal somehow. That's right. It's like you could totally buy. You could totally buy that if this was a known thing. That yes, there would be freaking corporate logos all. Yes, Who's they couldn't. The tied have, up guy? They couldn't have. That's Bishami. They couldn't have saved the world without Firestone tires on the armadillo. But since right, it was so a what, secret, so that doesn't why, make sense. Why was Steve Buscemi going crazy? Like he just he, sh- he, had, he started shooting people up because he, he had space, space dementia. dementia. Really? That's what happened. That's, that's, what, they, that's what they that's said. That's what they say it was. And, like yeah. he had no. Re- there was not actually sad. a bad guy. He just decided to start shooting. Yeah, it's really of all the. It's it's really the lamest character moment in the movie. So here we're going to pay off the whole Ben Affleck Mavericky thing where. And Bruce Willis is going to let him go with it, even though he said he wouldn't earlier, and he wasn't going to let AJ have his own have his own way. I don't know. I personally, I think that at this point in the movie, you, you really could just do anything you want. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it would still probably still be like the same movie. Like at, like at if this, if sharks showed up, it would not be any different. Well, see, that would be that point, would be double mumbo jumbo. So the one thing they don't do is they don't do bubble, double mumbo jumbo. Good for at them. this point, if a wizard did actually pop out of nowhere <laughs> and go extra complication, yeah. I would. It wouldn't be any worse. No, it would be totally right, worse. So, Come uh, on. All right, so now these that would be the, double, the movie doesn't double mumbo jumbo. It doesn't make that mistake at all. The armadillos drill, correct? They they are the things that drill, right? No, yeah. no, they actually they actually do the opposite of drilling. I don't, I don't get what you're trying to do here. They make mountains? But, yes. Yeah, see? Okay. See? You got it. In any case, so Think they had it. two drilling machines, and now he's drilling with this. But didn't it take them like an hour to get 57 feet with the first one? That's right. Yeah. So why are they so happy? Well, they didn't start a new hole. They just kept drilling. They're going down to the old hole, the first hole. I've done that a couple times. Yeah. You know, I've met her. She's nice. Wah, wah. Are you talking about Teague's mom? I'm glad. Yeah. To, I'm glad to see that you actually like. Aren't we always talking about Teague's mom? This is kind of a strange. Like, oh look, and here we are. <laughs> that was a weird reveal. That did never quite worked for me. Teague, you want to defend your mom at all? No. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just shakes his head. Nah. Do you want to talk at all in this commentary? Or uh... no, he's fine. It's better he's this good. way. He's good. It's okay. better this way. Um. <laughs> Now this is this. If, if there's ever a moment where you say, "Nope, yeah, not, not do it." Yeah, and this, this is, is the, that moment, and this is like a silly cat. Like so, one time the art department kind of failed. Is like you know, literally, this is the after they've drilled 600 feet. This they have to like send Ben Affleck in with, with a sawzall, with a little sawzall to get these little pieces of pipe out of there. I'm sorry. It's like thank God that didn't happen in the Gulf, man. Jeez. Yeah, can you imagine how screwed we would have been in the golf? I love, yeah. I love the biohazard sign on the bomb. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. It's a bomb. Now, we get it. Fun fact. Okay, this scene right here, starting from this wide shot, this is the rock storm sequence. It was okay. called internally, um, and it was done at Tippett Studio. Um, okay. The movie while we're doing while we're still doing uh, my favorite Martian, um, that uh, Armageddon got got into some schedule trouble because they had too many effect shots and they sort of added this scene and they wanted to pump but, it up. This is the artificial. You can sort of see the rubberiness of some of these. Props yeah, and, when they fall thing, down, but they, is, the they explosions. Why? Why does? It, why would a rock hitting another rock explode? Because because <laughs> uh, it just does. But um, the um, this they farmed this this one section out to Tippett Studio. This uh, this little segment here is is all that we did at Tippett, and I I didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but since we're already doing a movie for Disney, and when Tippett had a deal with Disney, they said, "Oh, can you pick up these like 
10, 15 shots or whatever it is for uh, for this uh, segment of Armageddon called the Rock Storm sequence. So so we just you know, Tibbet just did like these animations of of flying rocks and some of this compositing and and so on. But um, there was a, there was a little gizmo that I an animation gizmo Ooh. that I had invented for Starship Troopers that I called grenades, which was a way to to automatically animate falling falling chips of rock. Okay, and uh, and so grenades get recycled into this. So some of these little oh really? So so you're the you created. Some of these special effects. I did. I did indirectly. I mean, they, these little flying bits that you see, some yeah. are composited. And uh, and gravity wasn't like, you know, nowadays they sort of have gravity built into computer animation software and it's all calculated. But uh, it, did, it wasn't in those days, not in Softimage. So I wrote a little gravity formula. You could actually dial the gravity in. And you could dial. You could sort of wow, set a direction for which way the chips would fly and how far they'd spread and well, so on. Well, 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 little tray credit. Yeah, there you go. Over so here. it's just, it's just not, the bulk of it was done by animators, you know, actually animating stuff. But every so often they'd throw a grenade animator in there and, you know, says my little So what you're telling me, Trey, is that you're responsible for this movie. I am. I'm totally responsible for this <laughs> Completely movie. Completely 100% responsible I greenlit this, this film is what <laughs> happened. I totally greenlit this film. See, like, uh, it, like I said, it's just one of those things where you just, it's, and again, I am, I'm one of those people who's, goes Gruber. when it comes to, like, silly science and when it comes to ridiculous situations, I'm for it. Like, that's why we have movies, so that they're ridiculous and over the top and not realistic, especially movies like this. But the characters within those situations, they still have to act like human beings. <laughs> and I just don't feel like nearly any of these characters act like human beings. Yeah. They all act like they all act like ridiculous. they're an action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess you. I guess I, mean, I was just thwarted. What? I guess I was just thwarted. I guess you're right. I guess this is just the way that action movies are. And no, that's what I'm saying. Like, wait, it's when people act like they're in a horror movie, or act like even worse, like they're in a comedy. You know, it's like, <laughs> look at this movie I'm in. You know, that's what I'm. I'm I was. I was agreeing with you. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we're very dramatic, and I know the camera is dolling around me right now. May God have mercy on us all. You know? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. that kind of affectation to it, as opposed to just trying to be real people in a <laughs> real It's that situation. kind of affectation to it. Ew. See what I did there? Because his name is Ben Affleck, and that's the movie we're watching. Well, I, th- I think they. I don't think that uh, movie acting, especially in this kind of movie, you know, doesn't need to be realistic, as, as Kubrick himself so, as Kubrick himself said. All right. Real is good, but interesting is better. Yeah, you're right. And right, uh, so now, so now, what they're doing is they're trying to figure out who's going to bring the bomb down. Is that what we're getting? No, at? who's going to detonate it because they can't time the timer doesn't work. Oh, this is so the, they the new have, complication is they have to have somebody hand. Somebody's got to stay behind and and push and the button. Yeah. So you know, and that's that's a and, and, that's and a good so now they're, they're agreeing to draw straws. To yes, so. the way you do. And the creepiest thing is how Buscemi is very authentically. Saying, really guys, yeah, I would, yeah. I would really like to be the one. Which to is do like this. you'd almost go, yeah, let him do it. Yeah, he's, he's the he's the one who's ready to go. He's all into it. He's 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 the one who's up for it. And first off, I mean, like, <laughs> there's something really, really, really like big and productive to make this thing. Like, all right, we gotta got to cut the wires. We gotta <laughs> yeah. get the big ones. A lot of a lot like, of prep. You would think that it would be quicker, like, than to just be, like you said. 
Okay, Bichette yeah. is doing it. You do okay. it. Okay, yeah. he, he's who wants to do <laughs> yeah, it. Like, I'm not drawing is, straws. It's so unreal. It's so like this would not. You would not cut wires and draw straws. Yeah, we're kind of on a timeline here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the only thing too. Is it takes time. If anything, you'd play like rock paper scissor because that only takes two seconds. <laughs> and there's no prop requirement. That's a good point. You don't need to make props for rock paper and, scissor. And or if this any, ever happens, a good old fashioned indie mini money mo. When does that ever start anybody wrong? If this ever happens in real life, that, I'm going to make a mental note. No, no guys, we don't have time for for drawing straws. Let's do rock paper scissors. <laughs> We go ready like, and so boom, boom, boom. You want to draw straws? All right, fine. Yeah. You have straws? No. So what are we going to use? We got these wires. All right. You got clippers? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wait. Should we do all purple do ones? We, or so, should we do purple and green? So how about much, we do a mixture? How, how about much Easter shorter? colors? Only uh, Easter colors. Now, see, I would love to see that scene in a movie. How much shorter right. should the short one be to be sure yeah. that it's the yeah, short yeah, yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they seem like but they're then, the same then, length. Then you're going to be able to tell how I'm holding it. You're going to be able to tell which one's the short one. And then they cut them. And like, those are different lengths. And what about They're all different lengths. What's the short one? What about the guy holding it? Um, yeah. well, I guess he gets whichever the last one is, right? He, the guy holding it totally knows, but yeah, no, but no, he, no, gets, but he, gets he doesn't get one. to pick. Okay, yeah, yeah. so that's cool. All right, I'm down with that. That's all right. You, that would be so funny if like it came down to the last two and he knew which one was a short one. <laughs> she was like, no, 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 Yeah, so the guy picking you is trying to read the guy <laughs> yeah, who's holding exa- the straw. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's, and all of a sudden, it's like that scene from Princess Bride where it's like, luckily, I'm immune. Suddenly, you've got a five-minute drawing of the straw scene. We're doing that. We're totally doing that in the movie. Let's make that. Just we show we show the fallacy of the drawing of straws <laughs> in a movie as a as a way to to solve a problem. And this is one of those things. This was that situation. This I hated the scene. I remember hating this. <sighs> it's it's this pretty is... extreme. It's uh, you know a lot of people point to the scene as like wow they actually did this and you know it's it's a pretty ballsy scene that they did this. But Bruce Willis gets to be so. There he is. There's Bruce Willis Mist- gets to be badass. He's misty. Bruce yeah. Willis is always badass. Bruce Willis could play the most unbadass character, and it would be like, all right. He could, but the situation here badass. is is you know supporting it for him finally, where he gets to. This is like talk about going out like a like a you know, John Wayne. He's going out hard like John Wayne in this one because the, you know, my God, my son, yes. You're my, my son now. My daughter's going to love me forever. I was a bad parent her entire life, but she's going to love me now <laughs> for the rest of her life, assuming mankind doesn't get wiped out. So, This is horrible line. This what, is, that crazy son, stubborn yeah, son of a... I, that son of a... What? Now we'll never know what he was going to say. This is the captivating. Now it brings up the the next problem with the, See, sp- again, the space the shuttle. Cap- but they totally they totally skip See, over. How the hell does the space shuttle lift off from this rock? It just yeah, suddenly it's flying. I'm That's... talking about that kryptonite again. I just can't I can't get over the way that this meteor looks. Yeah, in regards to the way it's real and not real. Just it's too much. It's over the top. Yep. It's not real. In a Michael Bay film, get I know, out. I know. I know. And like I said, you know, like it's not core, all bad. It's just those green things. If it wasn't yeah. for those green things, it would be fine. And in the core, I can go, okay, whatever, and still have fun. Yet. I just that's I because you're just a NASA fag, and it you can't be. you so, can't stand that they're you know right. they're 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 cornholing and NASA here's here in another front of your situation. Eyes. I'm pretty sure. All right, and again, I don't work for NASA. Pretty sure they would never let this happen. Let what? They happen? would never let this woman talk to him. Like they would never let his daughter. If you're NASA, you don't care about this man's life. I mean, it, it, the bottom line, and I know that's a horrible thing. <laughs> oh, go get him, Brian. But it's like, okay, we've got somebody. We've got somebody that's going to uh, go kill themselves. Let's do let's, – here's an idea. Let's put their daughter in front of them so that they know what they're going to miss and maybe change their mind. 
Yeah. Like, where is the reasoning? And again, I don't mean to be, sound cold and heartless, but if I'm working for NASA and I want to save the world and some guy has agreed to do that, I'm going to make him think that he, he's, it's, he should be dying now. I'm not going to show him that life is worth living by putting his daughter in front of him. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Like, I can't actually disagree with that. Uh, you get what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, and I yeah, understand. Yeah. Maybe by showing him his daughter, he realizes that he's going to be saving her. Okay, fine. You can argue that if you want to. But it's to. kind of a risk. But it's kind of a risk. And you're, you're, calling, up your, you're calling up the NASA psychologist in the and, back room going, should, and, should we or should we? And yeah. how much time you got again? Aren't yeah. we on a fucking, aren't we kind of on a crunch? Yeah. I don't think we have time for the sentimental monologue at the end and the I always loved you and you were my little girl and I'm sorry mom left speech. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that we could do without that. Hey, guess what? He did good. I mean, even in friggin' Independence Day, he just goes, tell my kids I love them, and then he kills himself. Yeah, that's right. There's not even like, hey, do do, do I have time for a quick five-minute conversation? Because he's really in a hurry in that movie. He's really just got a few seconds to get that one This is... Ridiculous. Although and, I gotta say, in J.J. Abrams' Star Trek boy, they sure they even have time to name their kid I mean, while he's like the yeah. while he's like crashing into another spaceship. I'll say the performances are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they, they, both actors look at that. Did amazing. See, look, he really just did that. They're a little. I, w- I would. Hey, total, I would totally a bad give cut this... though. Bad cut. They're both on the right side of the screen. That's kind of that not, is weird. Yeah. That's a little odd. But in I, any case, I would totally give them the sequence if he just had one. If he if he just had one cut to like Billy Bob Thornton, or even better, just some random guy just kind of like checking the watch. That's green there. That's green there as well. The power just goes out in the video. What? How does that happen? Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't he just walk away from it's, the camera? It's very convenient. Yeah. yeah like. Oh, yeah. and by the way, why is there static? Doesn't yeah. it go blue? How come? How come it never breaks up before the horrible sentiment line? Yeah. And yeah. by the way, I know I've never told you this before, but I click and it's I just gone. want you to know. <laughs> yeah, and we're all counting on you. Now here we go. Now yes, and I'll grant you that again. This is uh, you know one of the sillier, more unnecessary. Like you know, just to give a little, find a little bit of jeopardy, which is fine. But they they don't really Something you know go right. they don't really have a good the one last bit of jeopardy is fine. But the 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 solution is just is lazy. is lazy. You know what Buscemi is I, again. I haven't seen the movie in so long that I kind of don't remember a lot of the stuff I'm seeing in this essentially for the first time again. If that makes any sense to you. <laughs> You know, you know how that is. Like you haven't seen a movie in ages, and sure. you're pretty much rewatching oh, it for the yeah. first time again. Like Sibushemi is kind of the voice of reason, and this, <laughs> yeah. like, strangely I mean, enough, it's ridiculous because he's the one with what do you call it again? Space, something? space dementia. dementia, space dementia, space dementia. He's got Whatever. space dementia. He's got space dysentery, whatever that is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> space goodies. He's got space goodies. But, but like it's said, it's said that he's kind of the voice of reason. Like what he's, are we doing? Well, it's because he's a genius. I had a great spot. But like yeah. He totally is. Like, let's just go outside and watch the fireworks. Who's with me? Come on, let's go. And I love that he. Wait, what happened? If I have the, I just get who is that? Bruce Willis. That's Bruce Willis. Going back, going back to your shark slash space hypothetical. Yes. If one of the options is be riding the asteroid as it slams into the Earth, totally picking it. (laughs) Totally (laughs) picking it. Yeah, go with it. Especially if you're in a spacesuit that you can see, so you die upon impact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Well, you wouldn't survive die- re-entry. Yeah, you just, just, like, just go out like Woody Harrelson just in being uh, 2012. Just coming. Yeah. Just, I mean, just to watch the the Earth get that big in the window. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, now, I think you've got space. Okay, wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> There's a window in your meteor? Or are you on a ship? I'm thinking you're just on whatever, the meteor. Whatever. Standing there. I, I, was, I, I was just referencing Apollo 13. Gotcha. Because Tom Hanks' line says, Earth oh. is getting awfully big in the window. Gotcha. I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't get the reference. Yeah, by the way, you're you're borrowing Apollo 13 before you leave. Today. Right on. I've, again, it's been on the list for a yeah. million years. Yeah, good lord. And there's you can also take those... a copy of Thanksgiving with the Kranzes with you. There's a lot of those movies. <laughs> that should be a special feature on Apollo 13. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, wait, it's just some, I, suddenly it's just we, flying. We, we where, named, where, how we did named it lift the shit off? Freedom. Really? Yeah. We're doing that? And Independence. Independence was the other one. Freedom and Independence. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, America. Yeah. And, and, and Screw You France, for some reason, it's called. Again... 
fire yeah. comes. Maybe I guess it's possible. I mean, there's fire in the center of the Earth's core. Why can't there be fire in the center of a meteor? Because the meteor why, isn't geologically active. Why is he? <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, it could happen. Why is yeah. he attached to something by an old 1970s phone ca- phone cord? Did you see that? It's the detonator. There, there was like a phone cord that was yeah, like he's, spiral. He's, he's trying to take a call from uh, 1941. <laughs> so wait, so they have one minute left to blow the thing. Yeah, before it gets to the point where it can't. Uh, before it's yes. gonna hit which is which is you know five days. The now. magic beaniest of all the magic beans is like literally. There's always there's always that. There's always the moment of and movies do this all the time. And I I'm annoyed by it, but you know this is that's what they're doing here. But the thing about how there's like five seconds difference between the nuclear explosion and the not nuclear explosion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know the 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 the. the Fusion reactor will blow up in 18 seconds, but not in 17 seconds. Yeah. It will but only least, blow up in 18 seconds. I will say this. At least this the movie... The core overload that happens in exactly 15.2 seconds. Yes. At least... Oh, that's a terrible one. Oh. Um, at least this movie pays you off with the countdown, okay? Because every movie that has a countdown needs... Something big to happen at the end of that countdown. Okay? <laughs> the and, last and second. And if I get, if we ever get into this, if we ever, unless you guys have done it already, if we ever no. get to do a commentary from Moon, here's the silliest. I would thing love of to all. be a part of it because, uh, yeah, this scene's ridiculous. This, this growing this up life, montage, life flashes before his eyes. Me up. Interesting, interesting attempt, but, but I'm not, again, I, didn't I will buy say this: it. at least something happened once it counted down. That's right. Because in movies like The Moon, where they count down to nothing, it's really aggravating. So at least this paid off. I don't know why. It paid off like this. And the curving explosion. I actually argued with the people who did that effect. I said, what the hell is that with the curved explosion? They're like, well, that's true. I was like, around hey, a star. Look, look a we can, star will we do can that. stop delivering papers. We shall lose yes. desks now. Hooray, we all get to work at 7-Eleven. So, ha- so they know, <laughs> how do they know what's happening? How do they know? Because they see the big explosion. Yeah, but how do they know that that's not bad? Yeah, that's right. We're doomed! I would, I would get more afraid if that happened. If yes. I saw it explode in the sky. And as, as have many many people have pointed out, it's like, well, you know, now, they, so, now they're just going to get hammered by 10,000 pieces Okay, wait a minute. Media. Hang on a second. That's not happening in real time, <laughs> yeah. right? It supposedly is. Are you serious? Is, yeah, here we go. We can supposedly, have a, good, yes. a great shot of it. See, look. There are the two pieces of the cleanly split asteroid You're passing by me. on either side of the planet. That's supposed to be happening. I thought it was like five days. Yeah, no. See, that's it's goofy, but you know, it's a movie. You don't want to like wait for that resolution. You want it to be over with. So, hooray! Good job. Nice. You know, and you know. Again, here's story story of an of an extra. Like you know that there was like yeah. those, those two really hot chick extras, and during and all the creepy guys in the background were like, "Oh man, during the during I'm the totally celebration, I'm totally hugging her. I gotta get on that." <laughs> Why does everyone want to oh, hug me? Don't touch Billy Bob. Yeah. He's creepy. <laughs> is there a creepier man in the world than Billy Bob Thornton? Is there a creepier cool guy? Let me just put it that way. A creepier cool guy. Like, Billy Bob mm. Thornton's a pretty cool guy. But Trey he's Stokes? creepy. Yeah. that's yeah. You know what? You nailed it. That's yeah. true. <laughs> I am creepy and cool. That was Wilfred Brimley just there. Now, see, look at this. It's just oh, like just insane. soapbox space just insane over the top, you know. Norman Rockwell But wait, are they supposed to steroids. be like, are they supposed to be playing... Armageddon? Are they yeah. playing the movie before yeah, it happens? Yeah. Oh, you got, you got Kennedy. Kennedy. Just like, yeah, again, oh is it, 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 apparently it's 1941 where these people are. It's 1950, 1960, or at least 1960, I suppose. But uh, just totally, totally like usurping every possible image. I mean, where was the Coca-Cola sign for heaven's sake? And here's a question. Yeah. How long did it take to the get... The RCA dog. Hey, how, yeah. in, this movie, <laughs> yes. in this movie, how long did it take to get to the, uh, to get to the meteor? Two days? Uh, 
in the story, uh, yeah, five yeah, they, days. Well, they had to go to the okay. moon, which, you know, yeah, normally takes three or four days. days. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they had a detour. So the direct flight back from the meteor apparently only takes 25 minutes. Well, that's because the meteor had moved closer to the Earth Understood. by then. Okay, so. you know what? Maybe it works. In fact, maybe. you saw the pieces like go flying by the space shuttle. Maybe like, whoa, that was close. Hey, look, it's the guy that it's quit. Guy. <laughs> 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 I, totally I quit. He grabbed some two beers. <laughs> okay. Now we're coming up on the part, and I, 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 I'm not defending this. I'm just making an admission, all right? I I'm, love this. I love that he's like, hey, let's get it all in the wraps. I'm not going to defend this statement. I can't account for it at all, but I always get a little like, it's, it's maybe it's just because Fickner's so damn good, but his, sign, his, his little speech about I want to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man I've ever known. For some reason, that freaking works for me. <laughs> really? I don't know it why. I'm not going to explain okay. why. I can't even account for it. Can't you, but can't by you God. not walk when you come back from space for a little while? If you've been in space for a long time. They've only been yeah. in space for a, a week. Peter, Peter Stormare, kind of, who, who's been supposedly yeah. in, the, in the not mirror for 18 what, months. Hey, what are these suits? He wouldn't be able to walk. What are yeah. these amazing suits that I need to buy? Those are so cool. What are they, look at them. They look like, uh, they look like the, a rainbow flying buttonoids. <laughs> they, look like, like, they look like a crappy 80s band. They look like Tyler. It, like, it looks like Devo. It's called Alpha Team. If something goes wrong and they have to send a team in to, yeah. to basically run into the fire, so there you go. They send them. Now, uh, this somebody associated with it, whether JJ or somebody, somebody's a divorced single dad because this is the ultimate, like, I'll show things. that bitch that I'm worth raising our son. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's yeah. like, it's the ultimate wish fulfillment. It's like, no, fine. I can't raise son, but I could save the world. That's right. Yeah. So you like me now. Huh? This is, hey, here's an idea. So here we go. Sorry. I just hey, had a moment of silence because I just a, need to. Give us a moment. I'm going to have a, a Yeah. Do you mind? Yeah. Could hello. You? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. My dad. Dead. Bring that up. Thanks. Thanks for bringing it up. Anyway, I don't know why that works, but it does. And then the planes fly over, and it's just awesome. She would be bawling hysterical. Yeah, she's like, yeah, thanks, dude. She would not shake that? his hand with it. She would be crying hysterical. And they even let strippers from other countries on this. You know, uh, onto greet the space shuttle landing. Yes, landing runway. Greet these guys. Can we get a moment, please? <laughs> Wait, what is that propeller? Yeah, he's got, just a, he's randomly... got a tail rotor behind his head. What is that? It's a, it's a helicopter, helicopter tail rotor, but it's, but it, it's but interesting placement, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting placement. What's that from? That's uh, that that that's, Harry's, that's Harry's patch that he gave to Ben Affleck to give to Stamper. And the See, it's all deeply meaningful. Where's the missing man? There it is. There we go. I don't get the missing man formation. Uh, whenever oh, they do a memorial they... flight, they'll gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. So they scrambled I lived, that. I lived. Quick. I lived in Pensacola. I know all, right. all about. They scrambled uh, the that pretty quick because <laughs> he only he only died like you I know, did an hour stay ago. awake and I heard you breathing. Now this is actually a nice little efficient <laughs> thing. Is like they 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 end the movie Band before cabin. the movie's even over. Just like okay, yeah. and then they got married. You know all that shit. Fine. Well, you know what though? I appreciate the fact they started rolling credits and they just moved right. Yeah. They, this, actually, the credits are part of the movie. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love. I actually like endings like this because to me, this isn't really the ending. This yeah. is like, like the ending. It ended just then with the planes and them looking. Yeah, up. and this who actually cares a, about this part? Yeah, you know? this is just like, a, hey, wouldn't it be nice to show what yeah. happens? And yet another throwaway scene. I mean, that was a church full of extras. Yeah. That was another yeah. half a million dollars yeah, just yeah. for that scene that they barely threw well, away. In the credits. I don't like the f- idea that you associated extras with a million dollars because. I've never been paid anywhere <laughs> no, close. No, the church. <laughs> no, the, he means the location. The extras, the church, cost, yeah. the extras cost them about $35 Yeah, well, the they have total. to feed all those extras, and I've done that. <laughs> Good point. So. so there you go. There it is. All right, so again. final uh, thoughts, final thoughts, Brian? Uh, I I guess I'm going to do the outro. No, I'll do it. What's going on I'll here. do it. Final thoughts, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Teague has left the building. Final yeah. thoughts, Armageddon. Love it? Uh, no. No, I don't. You don't love it? Uh, do, you, do you like it at all whatsoever? Has any Rick Burger qualities? works Not really. I, mean, I, guess I, I guess marginally I can enjoy it for the stupid fun of it. But okay. uh, yeah. So you put it in the mindless fun category. I d- definitely do. That's obviously what it is. I, I will say I'll, 
I will give it the marginal amount of fun, although mixed in with heavy amounts of jealousy, of just watching all those actors get to stand and in those places and do those things. So you think because they're standing in the real historic <laughs> yeah. Mission Control, they're standing on the actual launch pads, they're in the actual water training tank. So you think that you you think that because uh, because you're a space nerd, the movie has redeeming qualities for you because it's like because it's about something that you enjoy, even though it's ridiculous. Sure. <laughs> okay, no, no, that's that's a fair thing. Well, it's like a space porn. I, I wasn't it's like, quite sure I understood the question. It's like a space okay. porn for you. Well, you rather it was done you, more tastefully, you, but at least you know, if you, yeah. if you didn't care about space at all whatsoever, and you really didn't care about this kind of this this topic and the things that they were doing, and the and then you would probably would think this is a horrible, just a flat horrible movie, opposed to a movie that you could watch because it's got cool space stuff in it. Well, I mean, part of the reason that I don't enjoy the movie is because I am a space nerd, and the stupidity of that level bothers understood. me. Understood. So it's so kind of I don't, a, it's I don't kind know. Catch twenty two. It is catch twenty two. And Trey, final thoughts. I you know I like said I I just I. I'm, for whatever reason, I, in a way that many movies I can't do, I, I can just sort of turn off my, my cerebellum for this one and just kind of uh, strap in for the ride and enjoy it. And you know, it's an odd, it's a personal thing. You know, for, for one movie, I could do the same thing and and Trey would go, no, it's a dumb piece of shit. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's reversed. Who, who's to say which, which is That's which? That's right. Like the core. Like the core yeah. just is, is completely brain dead to me. And it's, you know, and but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like, most people are dumb anyway, and it, they wouldn't be able to tell if the movie was factually accurate. And you know, that's that's it is the way it it's is. It's nice it that is. we give them something to look at. That's what I think. Right? I, yeah, I think that it's like I said. I kind of st- I'm still apathetic about the movie. I think it is watching it again. It's I think it's a bad movie, um, <laughs> but it's not a movie that I won't refuse to ever watch ever again. It's a bad, loud, it's, busy. You mean like movie. if this movie's on TV, I could I could definitely see myself watching it from whatever point I started. And to the ending again. Like, it's one of those movies that, it, whatever reason, it's kind of has... I think it's also kind of an iconic picture. I mean, it, it definitely is a big movie. Like, in regards it's, to, like, when you think of big movies, somebody says Armageddon, you get that big movie feeling yeah. in you. It's certainly the quintessential late 90s yeah. American yeah, summer blockbuster. totally. I mean, yeah. it is definitely. Um, it's, what de- it's what first I defined... It. I, really, I, want, I really want to see Deep Impact now. It's really what first defined a Michael Bay film. Totally. Yeah, you know, totally. Just kind of like, oh, that's a Michael Bay film. Okay, that's totally. what that is. Totally, yeah. I, like I said, I, I really want to see Deep Impact and see how it compares. Deep Impact, like which is a great movie. Obviously, it's a very different movie, right but as yeah. a drama, I think it's a very Deep strong Impact. Yes, this is just Deep Impact went totally non-commercial with most of what they did with that yeah. story. They took the exact same premise, but they, you know, as, as Brian said, you know, what would people really do? And yeah. Deep Impact really kind of talks about that. Right like, on. what would happen to society knowing this is happening? Uh, well, yeah. So, like I said, I think all in all, uh, it's not the uh, the worst movie ever made, but it comes close. And uh, <laughs> I, I believe that's Armageddon. That's Armageddon. And on behalf that's of Armageddon. On behalf of uh, Teague Christie and all of Down in Front, um, make sure you check us out on Facebook at uh, Facebook. Uh, is slash it down slash Down in front? front? You can find us on Twitter, Brian at. Rob Storm uh, Sequence by Tippett Studio. Yay! Wait, 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 say that again. Rob Storm Sequence by Tippett Studio. I was just, talking to you. I'm just pointing out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Those are all the people that I was working with. You can find all of us on Twitter. My Twitter. is Brian Finifter. Trey is Trey Stokes. I'm Trey Stokes on and Twitter. I'm, uh, and I'm Liquid, Liquid Jake. Jake. And you can find Teague, I believe, at Teague Christie. And uh, once again, on behalf of the, T. Christie and all, and our down website downinfront.net. Oh, oh if you, if you're gonna this. if you're gonna buy anything, uh, go use our links through our website because we get a buck every time you do, and that's, that's nice. If yeah. you don't happen to own Armageddon yet, yeah, now's your and chance. You, and you wanna, and also go and register on our forums and tell us why we're wrong because that's we have fun conversations there. That's all right. right. Till next right. time. I'm Brian Finister, <laughs> and I'm Jake Lloyd, <laughs> and, I'm Trey, and I'm Trey Stokes, and that used to be T. Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Friendsinyourhead.com.